And howdy folks, it's Dean the Finger on another episode of the Hugh Finger here with our co-host Baby Huey. That's me, boys. And a good friend of ours, Morgan motherfucking Schulte. How are you, brother? I am doing wonderful, man. Thank you guys so much for inviting me to do this with you guys. It's already electrifying in here. I'm enjoying it already. So let's just get a little backstory on you. So what are your passions in life right now? (sighs) My biggest passion, without a doubt, is individual responsibility, which leads to liberty. Um, Straight up, no doubt about it. And that passion has led me to politics because, I don't know, there's there's a quote, I can't remember it perfectly, but it's some, it's something along the lines of, you might not care about politics, but politics cares about you. Mm. And it's just so true to me because, you know, I've noticed that as our citizens become more apathetic, we lose more and more of our liberties, be it gun rights, you know, privacy, what have you. And so... That is easily my biggest passion right now with the workforce. Um, but more so than that, I guess the biggest passion I have is I just have a, I have a newborn son. Do you guys really? know that? I did not know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> man. Are you serious? Four months years old, man. Actually, yes, you guys definitely have to meet him. So I, 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 I decided to drop the bomb. Uh, What's his name, dude? I named awesome. him Morgan Cullen Taylor Schulte Jr. <laughs> That's so redneck. I love it. <laughs> and then the next one, um, the next, the next boy is I'm gonna, uh, the next boy I'm gonna name after my dad. Um, so my dad's initials are GWS, so he's going to be the great white shark. No. Uh, <laughs> nice. You like to do a retroactive third, maybe? Yeah. That's probably not Hopefully the third one. I mean, we want two boys and a girl. That's what we're hoping That's for. Amazing. So I've never, like, oh, okay. That's so crazy, right? Like, let's just catch up on the mic real quick. So what's your, is, are you married? Uh, I have a fiance. You have a fiance. So yeah. what's her name? Okay, uh, so real quick. Okay, this guy's our great friend from college. We haven't seen each other in probably... It's literally two been years, like two years. Three, maybe? It's been way too long. I mean, like, this, this is our dude, but we're getting caught guard because this is one of our good friends, and we just, you know, he's a, he's active as fuck, we're active as fuck. Yeah. You know, so we're just busy people. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a kid. That's amazing. I know. So, yeah, don't, it's not like we don't know this guy, you know? No, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. I would I would consider you guys some of my most trustworthy friends, and not just because of how, like, you know, all the wonderful memories we made, but because... You don't meet very many people with as good a character as you guys, I would say. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm just being honest, dude. You know, and right back at you, man. I reciprocate that. Thank you. You're an amazing person. I was, I've been excited all week to have you here, dude. I was hyped when I you guys asked you me. You. I was like, yes, because I miss. We would have the best conversations. Like, oh, all night. I, I feel like it was just constant learning. Like, even if it was just from within uh, us, like we still I like bet. found out so many cool things. Hell yeah! So, what's your fiance's name? Um, so Rebecca Lauren Walling is her full name. Wow. But soon to be Rebecca Lauren Walling Schulte, maybe I don't really know. We haven't we haven't done that, but it'll be real progressive and hyphenate. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I see. I don't know. Actually, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, I'm like I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Wow, that threw that threw me off track. To be honest, with I, I, yeah, dude, I, mean, I was excited. I, I didn't know if you guys knew from Facebook or not. Well, you said like, um, you said uh, I have to make sure there's somebody to watch baby, and I thought that was your dog's name. 
<laughs> I thought he had named the dog like, baby. I'm only on social media to pr- promote this podcast. I, just, <laughs> I don't scroll. <laughs> yeah, I'm on social media for political reasons mostly. I mean, bad. honestly, I get more news from that than anywhere just because I don't have cable or anything. And I, I, I don't the, plan on getting it either. I, I remember a recent study that I think, uh, especially amongst, amongst young people, it's 65%. I would get only get the news only through social media. Yeah, I I, I have. I, and now uh, like it's like a dark. Uh, they call it like the dark web intellectual. It's all yeah. about podcasting now. Oh, dude, it's great. Like I the mean, long form interviews from Joe Rogan. He really dives in there, gets the, the nitty gritty of it. You know, re- not just a superficial superficial answer for what people are asking. He really gets down to it. Gets the human perspective, and yeah, that's why I've been excited to get on this venture. Yeah, and I mean, this dude started out. Um, Joe Rogan started out talking to his buddies and uh, his his extra room which is literally what we're doing right now really that's yeah. how he started yeah he was, uh, he, dude that is awesome he just interviewed comics because like, he's a comedian so he's bringing his buddies to, they talk for an hour and a half dude I'm bullshit. really hyped so. to see this grow with you guys because just like oh, you man. said since you started you guys were on the phone and now you got these wicked mics and everything like this whole setup in here it's pretty tech friendly I would say oh yeah. and that, that reminds me uh, last week uh, as Dean's told you guys yo, there was crazy we had crazy issues with the equipment. we apologize yeah, I mean, but uh, I got a brand new mic. Uh, everything's solved. We got we got boom arms now. Like we have a legit studio. And I'm very excited about it being the uh, I feel producer. Fancy. You know, so. <laughs> I feel fancy. Well, okay, so let's just dive into something real quick. I had a friend of mine request a topic, and I don't know if you know much about it, um, but our ties as United States to Saudi Arabia. Do you know anything about that? Oh, so the United States and Saudi Arabia, I'll be honest, man, I don't know a whole, whole lot about it. But what I do know is that there's some from what I would consider and what I've read. And so, like, let me just say this real quick. I get a lot of my news sources from, like, the Ron Paul Liberty Report. You know, I watch CNN and Fox to kind of be able to converse with the general public out there. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, like, I sincerely get most of my opinions off of these other news sources just because... I mean, I, I'm, I'm really thankful for Trump bringing it to light the fake news, but I mean, it's crazy. Right. Like, I read the journal, all these things, and so I get, I, I, when it comes to Saudi Arabia, I haven't done much of that, like, much research into it. research. But yeah. there's, like, this esoteric feel, and this is where, where I, I'll, this is why I'll say that. Um, have you guys ever heard of the 28 pages? Um, so the 28 pages... Yeah, the 28 pages was released, and it was about how... Oh, the, the, were, were they declassified? Yes. Okay, yes, I Well, have, most I of it was declassified. If you actually read the documents, well, there's I mean, still a bunch of blacked out. out. Yeah. I mean, it's declassified. Yeah. Sorry, guys, that was quotes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, it has ties of Saudi Arabia funding 9-11, straight up. Yeah, and there's a lot of other stuff about it. And that's just a cold hard fact. You know, I hope people don't hold it against me because I do probably plan on getting involved in politics further. But I'm never going to lie about it. It's just the cold hard facts. Right. If it, you want to shy yeah. from it, that's fine. But it's true. And um, I think that's really sketchy, man. That's the, about as much as I know about our ties to them. Um, but, uh, you know... There's there's definitely an esoteric feel with the Saudis, right. and you know that when when we went through um, you know this whole 28 pages thing, actually my aunt, so I lost my uncle in uh, 9/11, and oh wow, I didn't know that, dude, I I literally yeah that's tough, but you know I feel my cousins like it was way harder for them, right. and so like I don't want to make the grievance about me or anything, but it my my aunt it led her to have like I wouldn't say it was necessarily a good thing, but it 
she, you know, she handles things really well, and it made her a more driven person. And she went out and actually was the one who um, helped get some of that stuff released. And she um, created Seriously? this thing called JASTA, which was called the Justice Against Terrorism yeah, Act. I know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, that she was the forefront Are on you that. Serious? Dude, I'm that's serious. Savage, man. She was wow. on like CNN all the time. Like it was crazy. Like she. That's wild. I know exactly what you're talking dude, about. Dude, I posted. So I posted a picture on my Facebook of me and Thomas Massey at an event, and my aunt goes, "Oh my gosh, I know Thomas Massey." And then Thomas Massey commented on my thing, was like, "Oh my god, Aunt Terry, you're related to Morgan." I was like. Whoa! What is going on? Like it you was just my mind. I, I know who that person is. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy, dude. That's it was gross. it was insane. Wow. Okay, cool. But um, she was like the co she was the leader of that coalition, and they got it passed. Um, it pla it passed. The only person who didn't vote for it was Harry Reid, and yeah, he's he's. He's, let's just say, when I was in Vegas doing politics out there, dude, they literally will do voter fraud. Like, oh, wow. we found, I personally investigated 9,000 accounts in Clark County alone. Like, it's crazy how much they cheat out there. And it's because of the unions. Like, the unions will go out and they'll they'll vote more than once. They bust people in from California. Like, yeah. it's, it's absurd. And but, they try to hide... Um election times and locations so they try to like bar people who are oh, against yeah. them the, 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 the voter, it's hilarious it's like the voter fraud that is talked about in like mainstream uh, i'm not trying to bar you but like give me no like, okay but like, like the mainstream media they're okay, talking about like the voter fraud none of that's fucking real but it's <laughs> actual voter fraud people just like trying to okay these people because like, all, all the like voting what do they call those um districts mm -hmm. you know they're they're they're, they're like if you look at them, they're crazy. If you see a map, well, of gerrymandering. Them, yeah, they're like fucking like scope. Yeah, out. they gerrymander like, yeah, them. Yeah, they're like just going around houses because like this. Okay, this guy's Republican. Fuck this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, dude, crazy. you should look yeah, at some of them, wild. DJ. It's absurd. No, it, it, like, the maps are like they're like this. It's like a kid scribbled. Well, they'll have a map where there's like a big pocket here, and then we'll go all the way down yeah, the interstate for like ten miles, and then we'll have another big pocket. And it's like, why are these people being represented by this same representative when they're in two different counties? Because, wow! Because the, because, because now these guys were Republican. It's called gerrymandering. So they want to isolate those people. So fuck that. Now I will. So then, I will say though, some counts of gerrymandering, it's to try and balance it and make it fair. And I some just, counts, you yeah, can actually see genuine like fairness in that. But then there's other counts where it's just like, all right, you guys are making this. Well, like, that's how I feel about like yeah. the electoral college. Like, those are college I, honestly okay. This is my opinion on it. I don't know jack shit about mm -hmm. politics, guys, just by the way. I have a yeah. I'm more of a visionary than any, like any kind of master on anything. But this is my personal opinion on it. The Electoral College was great when we had to ride horseback across the country. But now we have cell phones in our pockets, and we're still mandated to go out of our way to go to a toll booth somewhere and put in our physical vote. And then it goes through the Electoral College, and it's not even popular vote, which throws me off. Because I have to say one thing about that. Okay. You, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Okay, well, oh, I just feel like we should have more of a popular <laughs> vote because we call ourselves a democracy, but the forefathers, if I'm correct, wanted it to be a republic. Yes, Am I correct? they did. 110%. Okay, so but in a republic, it should be majority yeah. vote, not just 51% versus 49%. It should be like 80-20 more like. That's just my understanding. Right. Well, let me let me explain this. So this will make this will put it into perspective because I used to be the same way until... Um, <sighs> Like, I literally used to feel the same way, and I would say most people do because it makes sense because in our school system, everything, we're taught, like, democracy, democracy, right? Right. But our, father, our founding fathers warned us of the tyrannies of democracy. And so that being said, Those it's because shit. they wanted – their goal was to protect the individual and their natural rights inherent upon God, like John Locke said, all those guys. And if we had an electoral college, then states like California, New York City, and these big cities would dictate – 
all of the laws and they would completely trample us and so they created a republic a democratic republic and the reason we have the electoral college is so that not so that those dense areas can't dick like if you look if you look at a at a map the geographical amount that trump won it was like crazy it was crazy like how much he had and that's to protect us from the tyrannies of democracy like we base all of our stuff off the french philosopher montesquieu who said there are yeah. three types of tyrannies there's uh monarch like monarchy mm-hmm. aristocracy and democracy what is aristocracy that's like that's rule of the rich right yeah well honestly that well, <laughs> to true, be honest yeah, yeah. yeah as as a crony capitalist country which is what i would say we it's are aristocracy. Awesome. we're we're really more to me we're more of an aristocracy than anything almost just because of the all the money in elections right like it's crazy man it's real there's so much corruption the system is so the corruption is the main issue i feel like if we fix that if we get together and fix that we could actually go somewhere but they i'm telling you the the establishment wants a democracy that would give them more power because of all the tvs in people's rooms because of all of their influential tools know, yeah. because yeah. they can eat, think about it think about how many people can vote and can't even pass a citizen's test and all of those people that can vote they want to take Absolutely. away your guns they want to take away they want you they want to force you to wear a seatbelt. That's right. the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life, dude. Like, I just, it's and crazy. It's, it's some of the weird, like, I mean, is wearing seatbelts helpful? Like, if you're in accidents? Yes, but I mean, like, if you're an adult, you could just do what you do. Don't pull oh. someone over for not wearing a seat. No, I mean, like, I hate. I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm with, I'm not with you. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm trying to go to the other side. I'm saying, you know, but you're an adult, just do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. And there shouldn't be a law saying you have to wear a seatbelt. Fuck you. I don't, don't want to wear it. I don't wear my seatbelt for that reason. Yeah. And that's fucked up because I would wear it if someone didn't tell me to. Well, well I mean, naturally, as humans, anything that's yeah, taboo, we're going to go against. No, I, but I feel don't like do drugs. Case, Instead of teaching us and educating us about what drugs are and how they affect you and what you should and should not do with those drugs and telling you that as a free human being in the United States, you have the freedom to do this, but mm-hmm. here's the information on it so you don't fucking kill yourself <laughs> or lose your mind. But now you say don't do drugs mm-hmm. and now people are yeah. overdosing and dying on heroin at an exponential rate now. It's scary, Pills, dude. whatever, what have you. Even marijuana is abused and it's supposedly natural and good for you. But, I mean, people are blowing their houses up trying to make concentrated marijuana. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? That's crazy to think well, about. Yeah, that's, that's a different, that concentrated marijuana thing. That's it's kind of, uh, it's kind of right. that's insane to me. I didn't even know that. Oh, well, because they use but, certain gases to uh, no, I mean, concentrate it? I can it? see it now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you mean a meth lab? What's, what, what's you mean a meth? I mean, what's crazy is, like, um, a class one is just like, that shit, you can't do that shit, bad. No, yeah. This shit will kill well, you. So why is meth... And heroin a class one, but marijuana is a class one. It, I and think, or LSD. I'll be honest. I, I, especially, actually, especially LSD or any kind of psychedelic. Why is that a class one? So it's it's just as bad <laughs> as um, meth, or it's it's way better for you than alcohol. Yeah. Because you can buy that. For oh, uh, alcohol has right so now, many more adverse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, way more deaths caused by drinking than there is anything else, but there's but for one, we try prohibition, that shit doesn't work. Yeah, and we, exactly. we try the war on drugs, that shit does not work. Exactly. Going back to the point of taboo. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. No, I love that. Like it's so true. The war on drugs has had such an adverse effect on us fiscally as well as, you know, just crime, putting crime is I mean like all I everyone in prison right now, why why is the most free country? Well it's a on business, just like college. But why does the most free country on the planet put the most uh, percentage of the population in jail? We're not the most free country. That's not how shit works. Yeah. So how can we have the highest prison population per capita and then be the freest nation? That, that's just some, uh, well, I, I, the thing is, like, we were sold like, in, like, high school 
And our fucking high school textbooks. Well, compared to the rest of the world, I still say we're the most free. <laughs> because we have the most opportunity. However. I mean, like, no, but I'm saying, like, they're preaching that. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I might be deep being devil's advocate about that kind of point, but I'm saying we're locking people up for having marijuana in their pocket. I think that's absurd. I don't think. I think marijuana should be legal countrywide. It's. And, and there's, and like, but that's legal and like. Well, it's just. I, I'm not sure if um, I, I think we might be equally. I mean, especially like in the past 10, 10 15 years, I, I don't know if I'm a free country. I, I think it's gonna be a good debate. I think we're free as fuck, but I think but our criminal justice makes it weird. It's not so because like like about Sweden or like Norway. I feel like, like those guys have every freedom that we have. I mean, but for the most part, they don't have as much opportunity though. Okay, they can't start a business like we could here. Okay, I mean, like, maybe with opportunity. That's like, why we have as, the highest immigration part, rate. hundred percent. I was saying, like, as far as our like freedom to express ourselves and to be people, and like our our personal freedoms. Right. We are less free than other countries. Mm, I would say so we're on. I, 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 well, here, here's my thing. So like, yeah, the but, thing here's here's my thing like. The reason I am so so like there's there's two sides to me. There's this side of me that's like super pro America, and then there's a side of me that. that has like this strong, rooted, deep disdain for America. But it's not for America; it's for the establishment. And hold it. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was gonna say it's for the establishment, and and what the oh oh <laughs> and uh, and um. So like, but the part of me that really has this like fervent love for America is that um, our founding documents, like to touch on the thing we were saying about the Republic, Ben Franklin, one of his first, when, when they went and they created our country, which I can get on that too, actually. I, I liked probably the Articles of Confederation almost better than the Constitution in some ways. I know a lot of people would agree with me and then a lot of people wouldn't. I know, but you know, it's just, dude, when our country was created, they didn't want to go to that Constitution. They were terrified. It was actually shoved down our throats behind the ratification debates through the media they did it very like uh sneaky it was sneaky how they did it but ben franklin said he came out and this lady walked up and she said what did you guys do in there what did you create and he goes a republic ma'am if you can keep it <laughs> because that's what they're gonna that, like he knows like the eventual outcome of government is to try and get rid of it right. and they were like anti-federalist federalist i would consider myself an anti-federalist personally i think that most things should be up to the state Granted, obviously, I think, I think most, most libertarians would be that. If right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I think that'd be great. The only problem is, is then you have to deal with problems like idiots wanting to create slavery and stuff, which is just absurd. And like we had Correct. to get rid of that. It's just, gosh, it was. What are really, you gonna do, man? We're human. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why there's so many layers to this system. But um, no, man, I have like a fervent love for those documents because they were based on our natural, inherent, God-given rights, like the Bill of Rights and all these things. Like it's so, it resonates so much in like my embodiment that like I can't, like I, I just can't bring myself to say anything bad about America because we still have that. When we lose that, I'm done, bro. I'm going somewhere else. If we, if we lose that, but until we lose those documents that give us. Dude, there's nothing like that in the world. There's nothing like that in the world. I actually read this book called Power Versus Force. And what the guy does is he basically, it's kind of like a really weird esoteric book on consciousness. Mm. But the book talks about how you can have a, a uh, he called it kinesiology, and you can have a physical response to certain things, and it'll show you how like strong the book resonates, or mm. whatever it is. You know, like, artificial, like adrenaline or Yeah, like, like artificial of... sweeteners will make you have a lower physical response opposed to like vitamin C in an orange and stuff like that. Right. Um, uh, our documents, yeah. like if you if you put certain books up, that it'll like make people have a weaker response. And he did this 
with like numerous test subjects. Now, now this is obviously very vague, and a lot of people would think it's a bunch of malarkey. But um, I personally found truth in the book, and they said our founding documents resonate like very, very high, and like that it's like what he I can't articulate as well as I used to. Yeah, I, I, I was I was trying to understand what you were getting at. Yeah, like yeah. man, how do I put it? So, I, I, I see where you're going, but I, I want you to describe a little maybe you can. So like, like um, it creates a fire in them more than it does other documents. Is that yeah, easy, simplistic. Way that's a good it? way of putting it, basically. But like, if I read okay. this sentence, okay. it might yeah, be yeah. informative and intellectual, but it doesn't give me much of a fire in my heart. I'm and some, like, oh, some will take it experience. away. Yeah, and some things will like take it away. Like exactly. words like "I hate you" make it go away. Like words like "I love you" make it come up. Exactly. And like when certain like they'll read certain books, whatever. Our documents are like really, really high up on the scale. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a random thing to put it. I probably wouldn't do that if I was like speaking to a big crowd. But right. no, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, most people would just be like, "Oh, that's so subjective." Yeah. Well, I mean, it is subjective, but it's it's a it's a case study, and you know, you look, look you look at the evidence that you get that you, you're given, and you know, if it, I mean, everything is subjective. I mean, I think to, so. a, to a certain extent, there's Except some numbers. It, it's not it's not biased. It's subjective. Right. That's the thing. You don't want to look at biased statistics. You want to look at and if something is. Zelda's <laughs> awesome. Dude, that is so. I was just like, <laughs> it is great. Sorry, it came up on my desktop. But, uh, <laughs> so. Oh, we're, we're big Zelda nerds, apparently. He, he knows my tattoo in my arm. I'm gonna see yes. Zelda tattoo. Zelda's but, great. Uh, but, uh, oh, Best yeah. 64 game ever. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, Oc- Ocarina of Time, okay, personally. Don't speak wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? Wow, I don't Majora's know. Mask. Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a hot take. <laughs> like, most, like, you know, hardcore gamers say Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is way better. It's way more complicated. Whoa, it's are you serious? It's like a game. The gamer community thinks that's better? No, no. The gamer community thinks Ocarina of Time is better. Like, the hardcore, good, good. The hardcore like, yeah, the, if the 1% fucking radical. So the radical left. The libertarians of Zelda. <laughs> no, the libertarians are good. But like the hardcore, oh the hardcore right, okay, it says Ocarina of Time is better. Yeah. Because they're like, no, dude, I'm a real ass gamer. Yeah, I'm a horse master. I actually tried, dude. This is a fucking system. Like, like, you ever beat it before? No, that moon crashes me every time, bro. Like the game sucks, dude. <laughs> what we're talking about, goddammit. Oh, your games. Your games. What? Anything and everything. <laughs> yeah, segue right to the dumpster. <laughs> You, uh, Huey, you uh, brought up the subject of why the criminal justice system, and I know Morgan has a lot of opinions on oh, that. Dude, yeah. I'm so opinionated. So I want to hear. I want to hear your. Let's That's say your theory fire. or your I don't know your take on criminal justice. Yes, your take on criminal justice and what you see as the future for criminal justice. What you would like to implement, like if you had wow. the power on it, what In would you want to do with society? It? Just get rid of government. In a no, utopia and you rule the world, what would you do? Um, <laughs> well, I think Anarch- so. Anarchist libertarian. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really hardcore video. I, I think so. We've created a system, right? And I look at the system like this. If you have somebody, let's say you have a, 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 pers- a patient and they have depression. Mm-hmm. And you're giving them like um, super high serotonin drugs to keep them high, keep them high, keep them high, keep them high. And once you get so far, if you just take that drug off, people can go in withdrawals and even potentially die, right? Uh-huh. So I think if we just completely uproot the system, we'll die. Like I don't think we can just uproot the system. we got to slowly it, reform it, it, anything. I think we have to just take step by step by step and try and get us back to a better culture. So like I think a lot of our problems Line that our culture. That's a great quote. Please keep going, but that is that I never thought about that before, but that really hit me. Honestly. Thank you. It makes a good culture. That, that's it's all about point. culture, Please, man. Yeah, like the laws are not okay. going to change this country. There's never been a person that goes up there and says, "I'm going to make these laws and the country gets better." It's been For a person sure. goes up there and says things and the empowers people. the people, and then they create a good culture and it changes everything. That's dude, that how hit you me act. So hard, right there, dude. That they, really hit me. That, 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 my eyes went. 
Because I've been trying to articulate that in words. We need to get, as a people, because right now, like, I'm not saying we're going to get a civil war as in, like, like we're going to get guns and fuck. Because like, there's no way we're going to have a civil war now. I mean, like, like, uh, like it was back in 1863. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was a beautiful, nice cut of the country that could fight against each other. Mm-hmm. Now it's pockets. So there's no way. Yeah. But I think, it, I, I think, I mean, we're, especially like the outrage culture we're in and where people just, but people, it's not really the outrage, but people get upset so hard that they hate people. I know. That's it's crazy. sad, dude. We, you can't hate your, your countrymen. We're, we're countrymen. Divide like, and conquer. If you're here saying the opposite of what you're saying right now, I would I wouldn't hate you. I still talk to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I wouldn't hate what you're saying. I, I would listen and go, "That's wild. What are you saying right now?" <laughs> if you were like, "Yeah, white power. Um, yeah, I think the government should rule everything. Fucking kick out everyone who's not white." I, oh I, like, God, like, that's. I, I mean, I'd be like, "Wow, that's crazy," but I wouldn't <laughs> hate you. Yes, you know? I agree. I would try my hardest to. Man. I mean, we should all be. We're all on the same team here, you know. That's what I put it to. But but um, so you know you have to do baby steps, right? The first thing I think is we need to get the bureaucracy out of jail systems so that they quit looking at it like a business and a way to make money, because that's literally what they do. Just like with the school system, the you privatized know, like, prison systems. Yeah, where yeah. they're making millions a year. It's it's like we were talking about with seatbelt laws. You know, why would they put a seatbelt law in? Well, Morgan's brain sits here and says, I think a legislature said we need to bring in more money. Let's let's do seatbelt laws, right. and then the, and then they feed it to the people. Like here, this is to keep you safe. Well, that's right. bull crap. It's to make more Propaganda. money. It's to make money. It's to ta- it's to it's to get more money into the government so they can build roads or whatever they want to make up as an excuse it for why they need the, more money. The, the forefront, like the policemen themselves, meet their quota because that's an easy thing to get people. That's another thing, dude. The quota is actually probably my biggest thing. So um, I actually have a lot of family members that are police officers, and I have encountered some really wonderful police officers that are just doing their job. For example, that's most know, people I feel like, and 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 that's a, and that's a good thing, and and they're sincerely, especially today, putting themselves in danger. And so, like, I respect them. Them utmost. Like if you look at my truck, it says I'm on my license plate. It says support our police. My grandfather gave me his badge when he passed. Like I have a special place in my heart for officers that are officers because they want to do something good. Now officers that go become officers because they don't have any other avenue and they get this chip on their shoulder, which is ego trip. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like it, there are people like that. Oh, you, yeah. it, there's I, evidence I all over the internet right now of it. And, and like, and they sadly shine in the media because like because you, you right. because like. If you look at all like the you know, police killings, if you think about how many police there are, how many people there are, there's not that many. Mm-hmm. But it, there, there's too many, you know, to be happening. But if you look at it like, well, the, if you look at like how many times cops put people over, or like how many cops there are, oh, yeah. people, the there aren't that many because most cops are good, good dudes. They're trying to do their job, yep. but there's those like three assholes. Okay? Well, I <laughs> mean, not even the part that when they kill people. Like, I, I, here's my problem. There was an officer that pulled over this kid who was mowing yards. You can see the video. Um, gosh, if if we could do the Joe Rogan, pull up the video, pull up the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, gosh, it was just it was this young African American kid, and he was he was making a living, pull, trying to cut some yards. And this officer came up and was like, "Hey, let me see your ID." And he was he gave him his business card. He's like, "This is what we're doing, man. We're doing this." And the cop pulled out handcuffs and was about to arrest him. Thank God he had a video camera, because you know even if he didn't, this cop what he would have done is cost that kid a ton of money a ton yeah. of money and the cop wouldn't get in any trouble for it and that's what's crazy about it to me like they shouldn't be they, they officers should be held just as accountable as the citizens that's Absolutely. a problem with the citizen uh, system in my opinion now i'm not knocking officers in any way i'm knocking the system yeah. and, and the system is set up to to 
put to pin us against each other mm-hmm. and it's set up to like instead of have us work for each other like you know there's no reason that they should be policing us the way that we're being policed and just looking over our shoulder as hard as we are i mean it that's not the one but no but well it's kind of like red versus blue instead of one, mixing them together that one right there is the video yeah, it's a long video, but um, that officer essentially, dude, totally over. Yeah, I mean, he oversteps his boundary, bro, big time. It, you know what? He doesn't even have the right to ask him for his ID. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But um, so he's just he's just profiling this kid. Yeah, exactly. He's profiling because of the color of his skin. And and like the quota thing, that's just crazy, man. Like you have to bring in so much money so for our system, like that's crazy. Well, then what are we getting taxed for? Yeah. If there's a quota for them to make money off of tickets and violations, and why are we being taxed? You got so many different different like implementations of how they're making money. Yeah. And the common taxpayer is worried about where it's going. Yeah, and see, he pulls out his handcuffs. What the whole, what was it, like the Dude, that's a, party? Th- at the most, he's soliciting in a neighborhood, and that's like a fine. At the very absolute most, you have no right to detain from somebody yeah, I, for that. I described what's happening to both times, man. Um, a cop just pulled out handcuffs. He's not a butler in them. He's just doing the threat of, I will arrest you, which is... Well, as, as, as Warren said, that's it's, it's is, you can't do that. But he, he's threatening him because and, he's like, and yeah. they think he has power. I mean, how many kids in America go and mow yards? I know. I mean, that's um, ridiculous now, for a cop to profile them. There's too many laws to prove. What's illegal is sell lemonade now, almost in some states. Let's <laughs> just hey. make everything illegal so that we can. Put the it's the cr- status of American citizens in in a place of fear. I mean, people are giving up their rights for security and comfortability, mm-hmm. and that honestly kills me more than anything nowadays. Like, let's just like the whole gun situation. Oh yeah, I'm very opinionated on guns. <laughs> like, okay, let's just illegalize guns. First off, it's it's illogical to think that we can just get rid of all the guns. That's like, so many, that's, yeah. that's so crazy. Like, you see all these simple memes, like, there's a gate here, and then there's tracks around the gate. Like, <laughs> gun so laws true. for idiots. Like, Pretty the, much. The law-abiding citizens don't have guns. Criminals are criminals. They're breaking yep. the laws. They're going to get the guns anyway. And that's just a simplistic form. So what's but, your argument against, like, a place like Australia where they had all these school shootings, and they took away all the guns, and now it's way safer? I've got a great no, one. No, I'm not on that side, but I would love to hear you talk about it. Oh, I love when people bring that up. Yeah, I love right. when people are like, oh, Australia, they they have made you guns illegal. Okay, so well, first of all, I'll, that's an isolated great. island. That's wonderful. And maybe if Rhode Island, we wanted to take away all the guns in Rhode Island because everybody in Rhode Island had that culture, and that was Rhode Island's culture, and Rhode Island didn't have crazy yes, crime in the first yes. place. Uh, yeah, it would work perfect. But I think a better example at, for America specifically would be to look at Mexico, considering first America is the largest manufacturer of guns in the world. Ever. We have way more guns than they have in Australia. We have way worse crime in the inner cities than they had in Australia. So let's look at when they made guns illegal in Mexico. What happened? The, it, became, oh, it turned into an even worse aristocracy. You go to Mexico and the rich people are paying armed guards with automatic machine guns to protect yes. their homes. And, be, and, and then the law-abiding citizens can't protect themselves. And the criminals know that. 
And so they know that everybody is unarmed. They know that things... um, Crime rates skyrocketed in Mexico when we took the guns away. Thank you. Completely skyrocketed. And that's because it's right next to America, the largest producer of guns. You know, if if they're an isolated island, it's a total different scenario. It's like, here's a good example. Here's a good analogy for it. You look at Denmark. Denmark has great social programs. They have a great culture. It works for them. Mm -hmm. That's great. And it would that would work really well in a state like Connecticut or Rhode Island for America. But Connecticut or Rhode Island don't have the right to implement their social programs on America as a whole because America has a bunch of different cultures all throughout the country. That's why, you know, back to the thing, why we're not a democracy. Democracy is tyrannical. And, you know, I think our school books, to be honest with you, like McGraw-Hill and all these, you know, different brands, I think they, they keep using the word democracy and all these things on purpose because they want us to think that way. I mean, where does the reform it's, it's start? Actually, it's actually, you know, coming from a teacher, I, I was going to be a teacher. Uh, that's literally true. I mean, that's literally true. Yeah. They did that on purpose. I used to have to go pee. I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that's on purpose. It's like in the media where they kept saying terrorism, 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 yes. terrorism. It's a war against an ideology. You can't fight a war like that. Well, I mean, like, but they said terrorism, and I, I remember our point was from the very beginning, well, time back, I think. But um, it was, um, oh, God, I lost it again. Oh, it was right there. Oh, God. Anyway, so, <laughs> anyway my brain just exploded, I guess. Uh, but um, so the thing is, they said that, oh, I think people give up their rights when, not when they're apathetic, but when they're, there's two extremes. When they're apathetic, I yes. see it. And there's when both. When they're, when they're like, help me, protect me, protect me. Yes. That's when you give up all your rights. And that, because that shit would have never, the Patriot Act would have never flown normally. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was fucking panicking. So if you're panicking, well, they or, did or it. Like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Yeah. They, you, but if anyone's in the middle of that. And they also like, did it in the middle shit. of the night and all kinds of other stuff. And it was like sketchy. Yeah, they, yeah, it was on purpose. I mean, it was right. sketchy, man. Like, and, and, and these types of things to me. You know, when you see your government committing certain things, which I would consider egregious atrocities, like it's so telling of the corruption. I don't know how people can overlook these types of things. uh, just reprehensible, like it's. Just, I mean, just give some examples. I mean, like these people want to know. Oh, like the like, Patriot Act, dude. Like, like Patriot, you just said, yeah. the Patriot Act. That is probably a torture program. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now the government has the right to take away some of our most precious constitutional rights. They can come in this house and say, "Hey, um, you're suspected of terrorism. You're going to Guantanamo Bay, and you don't get a trial." Yeah, that's you know, absurd. You don't get process, which is wild. That's wild. terrifying. That's, that's, that's our that's constitution. Like, one that's uh that's terrifying process, and then we can, we can continue you forever so that's that's cruel and punishment that's just the bill of rights fuck you constitution fuck you it's like that's ben franklin wild. said a republic ma'am if you can keep it <laughs> like that's straight up yeah good luck <laughs> it's i mean well you know i think if we if you know you can say like oh money and politics is the problem oh you know the system is the problem but i hate i hate to say this but i seriously think when i track it to the root the problem is that we as citizens are not holding our officials accountable we're not involved like we used to be you know you look at 80 year old people People feel jaded though they just feel like it it doesn't matter you know just to chime in on that part i have a very strong opinion on that yes please okay so with the whole like the system's corrupt there's lobbyists there's too much money there's corporations there's people in power controlling everything but my biggest what I feel is the biggest factor is media because the Ooh. media is pushing propaganda, pushing and pushing and pushing it until the common ignorance 
is the same level, like the same frequency. There's the majority of the people thinking the same things because they're listening to CNN, they're listening to Fox, even though we have this incredible thing called the internet, yep. incredible things called podcasting, and all these independent news sources, people still wanna look what's on TV because they can change the channel on their remote and it's easier. People are lazy. Yep. Okay, people don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't, okay? They wanna act like they give a shit so they have an opinion in front of somebody else. It's an ego trip. It's not a fucking opinion because they care. It's because they wanna feel like they're the smartest person in the room. Yes. And that is the biggest problem, in my opinion, because we have so much in America, and the culture of America is we're fucking America, bitch. (laughs) Like, we got guns, we got big biceps, we got big bros, we're big. We got Texas, bitch. We got more tigers in captivity in Texas than we do in the world. I hate zoos, by the way. That's a real fact, you know that? That's a real fact, by the way. Yeah, there's there's more tigers. There are some good things about zoos, my bad. No, 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 no. I feel feel horrible going to one, man. It makes me feel terrible. I just have a very strong opinion on that because I don't think that the majority of the citizens in America really care. You're right. I think the majority are just wanting to be the smartest person in the room. And if we had a culture, if we had a culture, and the laws can't change that, like you said, if we had a culture, do we we cared about our neighbors more? If we, I'm not a religious person. That's it. That's how you change it, bro. Can I say one thing about that too? One other thing to touch on that real quick, please. Uh, There's more tigers in captivity and personal collections. In Texas, and there are anywhere in the world combined. Wow. No, no, no zoos. Personal well, you know what? I think a personal <laughs> collection crazy. is probably better than a zoo, to be honest. No, but isn't that wild? Personally, though? that's what I'm saying. We're America. We have more tigers and personal collection people in, ba- in, people one, in, state. in and, one state. In one state. And I gotta say, I just gotta clarify yeah, something. Please, I don't hate all zoos, right? Because oh, there are some zoos right. that serve the purpose of preserving animals. And absolutely, you know, I I have a friend uh, who wants to go and get a job at SeaWorld. A lot of problems with SeaWorld. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there is if we could like kind to turn that from like entertainment to rehabilitation it'd be a lot better system in my opinion but but they got to get funded some way yeah yeah that's true that's true make their money they could turn into a non-profit bro you know america so like america gives away god i used i read this book it's like a direct mail book and it's about non-profits dude i'm not kidding i really think it's like 800 billion or something like we give away to uh, organizations and nonprofits every year. I used to work for a nonprofit, so that's like where I learned a little bit about this. If you turn zoos into nonprofits, it automatically becomes a tax deductible entity, and I guarantee you people would fund it. Bro, the, the people fund way. Look at GoFundMe on Facebook. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. America is, in my opinion, it's another reason I love America. We are the most giving country in the world. People want to sit here and say all these bad things about us. It's not our country that's bad. It's the system we've created. Right. And, and, and it's not the citizens. It's not these things. And in retrospect, that system has created this culture that I just talked about. And, and yeah, so back on the culture that I was going to say. Um, another thing that I think has been a horrible influence, and this is going to probably piss off a lot of millennials. <laughs> But, I mean, seriously, dude. We're already pissed. (laughs) Hollywood, bro. Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Think about it, dude. So, you guys know who Confucius is. Um, Yeah. Confucius said, if you want to know the intentions of a government or the benevolence, whatever it was, I can't remember, but if you want to know the intentions of a government, its music will furnish the answer. Now, I love fun music. I love, uh, you know, I probably don't get rowdy as much as I used to have a kid and everything, but I used to do all that. But when you really think about the, the, the emotional state, the stuff that Hollywood pushes on us, and, and all the radio stations, they're, they're corporate owned, and they're forced to play certain songs. Yeah. And, like, they're pushing all this down our throat. And it's like, it really does create a culture that is what I would consider, like, it, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a degenerating culture. And it's, it's, it's like we don't, 
it's 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 bad like we, we we get angry we get mad our neighbors like if you go to a party now you know there's always like some fight all the like dudes are angry and all this stuff and it's like sure you can you know you know people I want to have fun they want to get loose look at how other countries do it versus America like it, our culture is suffering and I would say that the biggest factor is media Hollywood the stuff that's literally being spoon fed to us on a daily basis it's it's sure. that's why I don't have cable, dude. dude like, to get more I try to that? avoid it. No, cable. <laughs> like, if I go anyway. to somebody's house and like I just hear these commercials, it's like racket in my brain. Right. I want it to be quiet. I want to be able to like you know, it's like just so chaotic to me. Right. Like the radio, it's like so. Cha- I feel this like chaos like being fed to me. It's exactly. what it feels like. It's like you're getting fed with so many different frequencies that your own yeah. conscious frequency can't even concentrate on itself. Dude. And it's supposed to be a whole being thing. But to get even more intricate what you said about how the media influences people into being this type of culture, I think to even, even get more specific, all these all the media we have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have computers in our pockets. That's a great – I was going to say the web of corporations. They It's own, crazy. It's like six corporations own everything. Literally. Basically. No, no, literally. And they are monopolies. Please say it because I can't articulate. Um, I don't remember this. Like, tell people. Like, it's right. – um, Yeah, there, there's six There's six companies. I think it's actually five now because um, Disney bought Fox and NBC, I think. I could be wrong about that. But they bought at least three of these things on people. So – uh, I think I think the thing I read uh, the other day was Disney owns 48% of media, but uh, that could be wow. incorrect. I, I apologize. But these six companies, it's GE, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. Uh, they own 90% of ev- of all of all the media you see. Yeah, so support the ten percent. Anything you hear, I, I, everything. I gotta respect Bernie six. Sanders for one thing. He knew all the problems, man, and that which you just talked about is a big problem. Yeah, but vote for Bernie I, Sanders. I but he had the worst time. solutions, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's a waste he of time. Problems, Poor guy. Though. He did the problems, but solutions. I was like, man. I just can't. I I don't think government's going to fix our problems. He had a big heart, but man, he just didn't have the ideals behind it. I feel like it could, but. It, it won't. Well, it one of the things realize. that pissed me like off, a, he was like, like we need to be like Denmark. We need to be like Denmark. Okay, well, you know, if you look on, if you, you can pull it up right now, free market index rating of, of countries, well, Denmark is higher on a free market index rating than America, which means we're more socialist than they are by what actual socialism is. Social programs don't make you socialist or fascist. That's not what create. That's not what defines you as a socialist or fascist country. What defines you as a socialist or fascist country is your free is your free mark is your free oh I, I got it is your free market um like how much of a free market you are how much freedom you have for the market to grow to compete mm-hmm. and all these other things and Denmark's way higher now they had way more social programs and that worked great for their country and I don't think that we should ever say that that's a bad thing it doesn't have to be a bad thing well Bernie Sanders didn't implement what you said about the, our culture we have to like we have to integrate our laws and our reforms accordingly to the yeah. culture that we already embody we're 18 Denmark is 12 and that's new probably that's wow, that's, that's way nicer looking than right, no. yeah, it's, that's it's a beautiful okay. chart Hong but let Kong me let, is a communist dictatorship <laughs> let me get this sorry, point out before I lose sorry. it yeah yeah okay so back on the media thing intricacy of that the it, the media implementing or not implementing but influencing our culture and i think it's patience we don't have enough patience to hear all the different opinions we hear one that resonates with our already formatted opinion and then we're like that's it yeah i believe in that guy he's the right one (laughs) but it's because all this media we have everything at our fingertips okay so back in the day 
you'd have to go to the library, find the section, and then find the author, and then find the book, and then find the index, find what page it's on, <laughs> find what paragraph, and find what sentence That's that discipline. information was at. That's discipline to find the information to really educate yourself. But now you could just look up it on Google, and the first article you see is, which is probably an advertisement, by the way, <laughs> you're going to read and believe that because you've already got a predisposition to believe it already because yep. you have a mindset and you're not going to go through all the 10 articles after that or even go to the 23rd page out of the 100 pages that Google gives you to really do your research or really educate yourself because people aren't worried about being educated they're worried about being Smart. right yeah. I mean honestly like, dude you're so I right man you to, I mean like, I, like if you even Google stuff and you're just going through stuff that's like a normal dude DJ I feel you have I a mean, vendetta against you're ego you're not going to get educated doing that against stuff, ego I fucking yeah. hate ego Good. I used to have the biggest ego and I hated myself for it I had Podcasts to, I had to diminish that. that ego that is the ultimate I was, yeah. I was saying like you know even if you're Googling stuff and you're trying to kind of get educated that way you're, it's not going to work that well for you anymore I feel like because there's so much bias everywhere but like podcasts are really people like I I never on a podcast, but I, I follow literally like 30 podcasts. I'm a fucking fanatic. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you guys are that, destined that's, for that's a good podcast. Fucking, and that's where people should be getting their news from. Like people that they actually trust. Like I, I'm a big fan of the intercept personally. I think they're a great news place. Um, it's because they shit on everybody. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> uh, but, or, you know, you know, Ron Paul, and that kind of stuff. I love that guy. Yeah. God, that guy's I got a book signed by him. It was like, you I almost cried. Dude. Dude, no, you, I can. Dude, you should like come to the Liberty Yow events and stuff like Young Americans for Liberty. Like, it's a whole movement, bro. Like, it is awesome. Well, let and, me backtrack real quick. I just want to let the listeners know I don't hate ego. Okay, oh, ego oh, is important. Okay, so the the only way. Okay, there's a very specific avenue where I think ego is important, and that is to be confident and enough in what you're saying. You can't have such drive. a big ego to where you believe everything you're saying is always right. And if anybody challenges you with criticism, you immediately write it off because, oh, my <laughs> ego has been hurt. Yeah. That's like, ego, the, the, hubris? I mean, like, that's like a megalomania. I mean, oh, like, no. Hubris syndrome. Hubris syndrome. Okay, yeah. Thank you. But I mean, like, it, everything's great in moderation. I mean, like, it, you need an ego. Balance. Or you're going to sit there and cry in a corner. Right. And think you're awful. But exactly. exactly you're, you nailed it. I mean, you know, but people no one really falls in the middle of anything anymore which I think is a real problem right like, like, the people in the middle are like dudes like us like, so I mean like people might think libertarians are like radical but that, that's just right in the middle I feel like I mean, that's just that's middle of the road people who like I can see that I can see that and they kind of just like roll with like people that think like us mm-hmm. I mean maybe I might be talking my ass but um, I think people people get love to tribalize and get way fucking radical about anything you yeah. believe this and you won't change my fucking mind well I have people a, get angry it's crazy like you just said right there like they get radical about things I think that the ultimate form of tyranny without any doubt in my mind or the ultimate tyranny over your mind which is the ultimate form of tyranny is indoctrination I don't think there's any higher form of tyranny than indoctrination because it makes people think in absolutes and like in Star Wars only a Sith thinks in absolutes explain indoctrination for, actually, for me and the listeners alright that's funny as real quick sidebar that's actually polar opposite of true because only the Jedi think in absolutes because they well, then you, why have, did you t- have to follow you have to follow our rules you have to do what we say or you're kicked well, out well then why did Obi-Wan say that because he because he is a dictator over them he controls our ideology he's the Pope that guy is a fucking tyrant. <laughs> oh, my man. My tattoo is, is it the Sith Empire. Ah. Sith or die, motherfucker. I, 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 I get it. Renegades, whatever. But to me personally, like, like, oh, no. I definitely uh, I definitely would say I'm more like the Jedi, like, trying. No, you're not. You're not. You don't no, think? You're, you're a Sith. 
Don't don't no. get don't get it, baby Huey see, on that. <laughs> Just don't even. <laughs> okay, see see pretend that the Star Wars was written by the Jedi's. So that's all propaganda. So they're they're making Darth Vader look like shit, and they're making the Empire look shit, even though it's not. Ooh, I don't and like then, the thought of an Empire. No, I mean no, no, no. That wasn't good. Definitely. But listen, but they actually, if you read the comics and stuff, they actually made most worlds they colonize better. But but like not, hate and ego and all these things. Like ego is to me the embodiment of Sith. The Emperor doesn't have an ego. He hides behind like shadows. Who doesn't? Well, what makes you think that Jedi's don't have a big ego on being just as? I think that Yoda. Their way and, is the right way. That's no, an ego, bro. You, you I don't think. Speak, no, no. I think they would. I, I, here's here's my thing. Okay. Here's I, if I, I if, if if if, <laughs> if, <laughs> if if I was in Star if 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 I lived in the Star Wars universe, okay. I would think that my personal role would be a Jedi. However, I would see the beauty in the role of the Sith to balance me as a Jedi. So you're, you're and a Jedi. I would, I you would. Can't be a Jedi. No, you're no, out. I'm, I'm sorry. You're out. No, see, that, that's where it's crazy. Nope, nope. Fuck you. You're out. They would kick you. I don't think that were, that's the way. That, no, see, to me, the Jedi think in terms of like pure Sith. Eastern culture, like Bruce Lee or no, Dao De Chang and that type of old stuff. School, that's the old school Sith. If, if you read well, the then novels, in the new one, they got rid of the. I think the the easiest way to end this debate is oh, that the way I, the media betrays the I Jedi. Wait a minute. Much. You know what the problem is? We're all indoctrinated right now. That's no. what my whole point was. <laughs> Explain indoctrination first. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Explain. That explains my point. So please. Go but ahead. you see what I'm saying? Like yes. you and me both were like, we're this is how it is because I'm indoctrinated. Exactly. Or it's like the thing, that's why it's the tyranny. But no, uh, you're indoctrinated by the Jedi. <laughs> you're indoctrinated by the Sith. I, I no, I'm just myself. kidding. I freed myself off the Jedi. I realized <laughs> that they were tyrants. So that's. I see see where you're coming from, but I can't wrap my mind around like hate and anger and those types of emotions. I just can't do it. Indoctrination. They don't don't express that hate is what you want to do, or they they say passion. You should have passion for things. Are you passionate about politics? Yeah, but they talk about hate. Feel your anger. Like it fuels you. Like I don't think anger fuels you. I think anger sincerely makes you weaker. That's one. Well, I don't know about the other ones. I yeah, just know about so the. Give it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just about the, see, like here, here, I'm gonna lay down right here, okay? It's so, like the old school. Um, like, like in the, the old the republic. Ideals, the ideals Let's try not to talk over each other, guys. It's, I'm sorry. It's really I, jumbled I, on the mics. No, I, I, I get it. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm sorry, God. Yeah, it's all good. DJ, be the moderator. Guys. Help us. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> You're the moderator. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna say one thing. I have two minutes, and then you get it. It's like actual debate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to use awesome. the bathroom. So bad. <laughs> All right. So, um, the, if you look at the Sith code, it never says to hurt people. It never says to do anything shitty. It says, um, "Peace is a lie." There's only passion. That's. Ooh. Wait, are you passionate? You, Me personally? You have no feelings. So I'm saying, do you have no feelings or do you have passion for things? I have passion. Okay, I'm certain. So, but anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> their passion against strength. Their strength against power. Through. I don't think. Back. Don't think of power as in ruling people. Power as in like in yourself. I respect power, but I think the Sith uses force too much. Like as in some of them do. Like they force things and stuff. Like you know, I, I see where you're coming from. I do. I know one dude. You're, like you're. you're I know. You're painting, the, painting a broad brush. Well, you gotta understand. Like I don't know about the other ones, no, but like I, mean, I don't believe. Like you said, the Sith code. Like I don't think that. Like personally, if I was a Jedi, I wouldn't want there to be a Jedi code. Like when they burn. I know, but when they burn those books in that one, I was like, yeah, that's that's the way it should be. You don't burn those books. 
And the most recent one? They like burned down the, the tree and the books. You didn't I see didn't see the most recent one. So what? Oh. They burned down trees? Spoiler no, alert. No, I don't care. No, the Jedi literally do exactly what you're saying is like bad. Like they're they like Yoda no, they, comes back from the thing and he's like, We need to burn down like they go to the Jedi Temple and he's like, We need to burn down this. There should be no books. Like basically saying that Jedi all like, every, all their knowledge should come from within. So do you guys not see no, the relativity in this conversation? Not true yes. At all. yes. Do, you, do you see the relativity it's in this debate? You. <laughs> Yes, you see saying. the relativity in this debate. Okay, so the media portrays Star Wars, the Jedi, and the Sith as good and then as bad. And that is the general consensus, the 80%, the ignorant. But then when you wow, dive deep right. on the 20% that we're talking about right now in this room wow, right. that aren't radical and that are unbiased and don't like ego as much, they're seeing it from both points of views. So they're like, okay, I like the ideals of the Jedis, and I also like the ideals of the Sis, but I don't like these ideals of them okay. and these ideals of those. That's beautiful. So if no, you put that, that together in real-life situations, you guys are debating on two radical sides. No, that helped me a lot. Actually, that helped I'm me just a lot saying. because, as let me explain, I'm not a Sith hardcore left, would be? Hardcore right? I don't know. I'm not hardcore right. I'm saying if you do anything outside the Jedi Code, you're a Sith. Because they, anyone outside their order, they're a Sith. Because they denounce anyone that's not in their order. And if you do so, anything outside of Republic, then you're something Sith, else. But I'm not, a, I'm not a Sith where I'm going to chop people and get my way. I'm just saying I have my own opinions. So no, Yoda, you're wrong. Or you know, it's like, why would the, the Jedi Council made Darth Vader the way he was? Because they tried to indoctrinate him. He said, no, fuck you. And they weren't, they weren't helpful. So oh, I know. I agree with that. I agree he, with they that. They created a terrorist because, because they're so radical. An indoctrination, no, by the way, I'm is sorry, implementing but ideas. Darth Vader created himself. I believe in individual responsibility too much no, to say yes, that. Yes, but they didn't help. Yeah, but like I would say that Darth Vader ultimately made his own decisions. You can't take that from him. I mean, he was trying to save the, the woman he loved. If, the only person that was telling him the way to save but her. It, was a Sith Lord who he didn't know was a Sith Lord, so he got indoctrinated by a Sith Lord. But if he both sides are bad as fuck, right? But you would call me a Sith because I don't, because I, I have my own thoughts. I wouldn't, but. Oh, it's, that's because you're not a Jedi. You're, you're with me. We're in the same team. <laughs> we all, everybody's on the same team. team. So to, in retrospect, everybody, <laughs> indoctrination is implementing ideals on somebody. DJ's like, we need to talk about indoctrination. Well, I'm just like, yes, well, it's, all right, let's, it's just, yeah. this term's been thrown around a bunch, and I don't think everybody knows what that means. Okay. Yes, please. You, you got to think that everybody's an idiot when you talk. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And you have to explain things. Not it's not like that harsh. You don't have to believe everybody's an idiot. But you have to, terms. You have to believe that not everybody has the common knowledge that you have. I mean, if right. you're sitting in a room with a guy who's like preaching about Sith power, I mean, shit. Exactly. Indoctrination is implementing <laughs> ideals on somebody who really doesn't have as much, and you're trying to well, force these ideals on them. Am I correct though? Because that's just my understanding. I would say, from my understanding of indoctrination, mm -hmm. is Indoctrination is when somebody says, um, I hate to use this example, but it's just the example that comes to my head. Um, and it might get me a lot of flack, especially in Kentucky, but I would say like common religion to me would be I'm an sorry. indoctrination. There you go. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that sure. to me is for like this reason, for this reason. Look, I, 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 I was raised Catholic, all these things. Um, great stuff and there's a part of the Christian or Catholic community that definitely you know you you can go sorry um, you can go to some churches and you can feel like a sense of true community and judgment free and wonderful things and that's because they're following the book the way it should be what have you all these wonderful things but then you can go to other ones and if you have long hair they will literally think that you're a piece of shit 
Just so how does that, how does indoctrination and that, apply to that? That is it. So like okay. they they so, they wait. get this set of belief system that theirs is superior to somebody else's. And yes. when you believe that your beliefs are superior to somebody else, that's that's dangerous that's thinking. That is dangerous thinking, in my opinion. I agree. And um, you know, I would say, for example, like people are indoctrinated to believe that. TV media is the only right media and the only right. credible source of media when that's just not true. Right. And because of that, true. they are led like sheep to the slaughter in certain scenarios. Like the New York Times literally put an article out that a hospital was bombed by the Russians. And it wasn't. That's total total malarkey. There was a completely made up article. And it was to push, you know, right wing propaganda for, you know, like neoconservatism and, you know, military spending, all this other stuff, which, by the way, I'm in the face. I'm, I'm definitely pro military peace through strength, what have you. But um, I'm not uh, somebody who is I wouldn't consider myself an interventionist and all that. But, stuff. but so the so question about military peace, like, like peace through military power, Mil- yeah. we have the highest we, I'm literally of every country banded together and try to fight us. We would still beat them. I mean, if uh, count, count out nukes, no, that's that's a fact. Hey, you, I'll pull it up for you with you. Our, you can, because I our navy, do- our navy is so big that if you, every country on the pl- everyone on the planet said fuck America, we would still slaughter them. That is insane. You know, that, it, it, like at that amount of like um, strategic uh, people who are veterans, uh, the amount of spending, uh, the amount of like actual units we have, that is a fact, and that's really sad, and that blows my fucking mind. Why are we so powerful that we could conquer the whole world if we wanted to? Because we're an empire. Well, of course we're an empire. I mean, no by shit. definition, it's America. Like, it's it's like, like there's no peace. There's no peace. It's well, just we, we fight people constantly. We're in like we're in I agree, continent. and I disagree. And that's the culture of America, isn't the biggest yeah. dude in the gym? You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna relate this point real quick, and then we're gonna take a short break because me and Morgan both have to pee. I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> so to kind of like generalize indoctrination, it's really just an extremist versus an intellectual. Uh, thank you for calling back to that because I, I gotta talk. So about an extremist is gonna believe that his way or her way is the way, and an intellectual is gonna sit here like, well, I like these points, but I also like this other extremist's points, mm-hmm. and then that's kind of like the differentiation yeah. of uh, the left and the right wing. And like I said in a previous podcast, you need a left and a right wing to fly a bird or fly a plane. You that can't just great. say that quote again. That's bro, a great quote. Dude. That you need a left awesome. and right wing to right? fly. I was, I was off this head. I'm going to quote amazing. you and say that one day, probably. And if you are on TV in 2020, I will quote you. You have my word. I'm going to sit there and like, all right, that was my quote. No, you'll hear me say your name, bro. But like, that is indoctrination. <laughs> that is the left and the right wing trying to indoctrinate the intellectual, which is the body of the bird. That's such a good quote. I'll, I'll, dro- I'll drop to a bomb on the podcast. To fly the way they want him to fly. That way everybody can listen to that's this. That's such and a good quote. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, just, I, I really, like, like when you said the culture, that hit me so hard. I was like, bro. Thank you. Because like, like, I, I need to left and right wing to function, but I was like, to fly, I'm like, holy it's just, fuck. It's just, yeah. it's just, so it's just artistic. You like know what I mean? It's beautiful wording. I love it. But thank you. Yeah. It conveys yeah, like, a message so, so just to relate, just to relate that whole metaphor again, all right, so the intellectual is the body of the bird, and then the extremists are the left wing and then the right wing. So the indoctrination of the right and the left wing are trying to control where the body of the bird goes. Mm-hmm. And that is indoctrination in its simplistic form. And that's relativity at its finest. So we're going to take a break. This is Dean the Finger, Morgan Schulte, and Baby Huey. We'll be back in a few. <laughs> Dude, is that uh, so like what you just said? I'm going to that guys. I'm sorry. Here we go. Yay.
And we're back from our pee break. JK, we took like two or three pee breaks a piece. Me and Morgan are the same person. We have the smallest bladders on planet Earth. But I want to revisit our criminal justice conversation that we never got to a point on. It was a beautiful ramble, and I enjoyed it <laughs> thoroughly. But the farthest we got with criminal justice reform was that it's privatized and it's profitable. And that it's been, what is it, corporatized? Is that a word? It's just been, in my opinion, from what I can see, um, criminal justice has kind of gone away from really helping the community and kind of turned into making money off the community in a way. Not just with our jail system, but with the quotas, everything. I mean, that's just personally how I perceive it. I mean, I think that the state has grown too large and is turning into a police state. I mean, you know, Trump talked about uh, nationalizing our police force. To me, that's terrifying, you know. Um, This hasn't been touched on much, but he did talk about it. Um, And, you know, these kind of things scare me. So... um, we were talking about reform, right? Yes. So we said that, you like know. Like in a utopian world and you ruled the world, <laughs> what would you do to reform our criminal justice system? If I ruled the world, I would try my hardest to get rid of every system of control because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And that is a terrifying thing Sorry, to think Sorry, I had of. a bad <laughs> I had a bad premise. I'll take the blame on that. No, no, no. no if you kidding. controlled the criminal system. <laughs> if I was like Mr. Head Honcho of the criminal system... I would um, try my hardest. Okay, first of all, I would go into police training and all these other things. And, you know, I understand that our officers are in the line of duty and they have a lot of stuff, but they, to an extent, are taught to shoot first, ask questions later. I understand that. You know, I was told that from a young age. Hey, Morgan, if a cop pulls you over, treat him with respect, treat him this way, because you don't mess with a cop because you never know what can happen. And it's almost like I was taught that the law is in their favor and that they're above the law and that if I do something, they're almost legally allowed to kill me. I, I was literally taught that. That's, that's like a straight up. As, th- as I and, was. And yeah. that is terrifying. I, is. I'm sorry, but we shouldn't have a police force that is supposed to be there to help and protect us that we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know, when a cop pulls you over, you shouldn't. And I'm not saying that, you know, not everybody gets this, but you you do that. You be the judge. You go and talk to 10 people and they'll tell you when they get pulled over, they get an uneasy feeling. Right. It shouldn't be that way. Well, I mean, the logo, or not the logo, but like the saying, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. The freaking, the quote of police is to serve. Yeah, protect and, and to serve. protect. Yeah. Protect and serve is what it should be, and that's what we should try and get it back to, in my opinion. But really, it's like their quote is really, we implement fear. Yeah, well, it's just a lot of it. Um, Culturally, they, though. Yeah, a lot of it, um, it, it's just, to me, it's a system that it is set up to... In, in it's just a money-making system, man, to me. And that's the biggest problem. I, I just see it as needing reform. And, you know, I, you know, I can understand, okay, we need to give these officers quota to make sure they're doing their job. But the astronomical quotas they have right now, um, I, I can't tell you what they are, Eric. I don't know if you want to pull them up for Lexington or anything like that. But, um, you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, it, it really is the seatbelt laws, all these things, but uh, not just when it comes to, you know, police on the traffic and stuff like that, or, you know, our high incarceration rates, we've got like the entire drug war, Um, you know, uh, victimless crimes. 
I think that those are, you know, there are too many victimless crimes where people can literally have their life ruined over. You know, like all these... Piracy. Piracy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great example. Um, All these kids can um, basically... You know, they'll go out and they'll smoke some pot or they'll do something crazy and they get slapped with these, you know, high charges and then it follows them. It can hurt them in their career. And I think economically we're shooting ourselves in the foot over these things. Yes. Um, you know, we're hurting our economy terribly by doing this. Personally, that's just that's just what I personally see. No, I completely agree. I mean, the the criminal justice system is supposed to be like supposedly we're supposed to be taking in these quote-unquote criminals and reforming their attitude, reforming their mindset, and try to get them in a better place to reintroduce them to our society. But the reality of the thing is, is that when we put something on their record, we put something on paper that they did something, no Mm. matter what it is, it doesn't really matter. Misdemeanor Mm. to felony. It's going to be virtually impossible for them to get a... An amazing career. Why? And I don't want to say job because criminals still get jobs. Mm-hmm. But a career, when somebody is passionate about something, what if they go into prison for 10 years and they read a million books on some specific thing? It's and they're crazy. like, I'm so passionate about this. When it's I get so out of here, wild. I'm going to change it. And they're like, nope, you're a felon. You can't even get a job I know. at freaking Wendy's. Dude, that's literally, actually, I wish I would have touched on that point because that is another amazing point. So many people go into prison and they come out more educated than you know a college degree could ever give you because they're in there reading books like, you know, Robert Greene, Mastery, uh, um, you know, all the, well, sorry, they're reading all these great books and um, they come out and they're more prepared for society than beforehand, but society dis- almost rejects them. And mm-hmm. we should have it set up as a rehabilitation process. You know, if you look in a lot of the European countries now, obviously I'm a, I'm not trying to say we need to model them in every way, but in criminal justice reform, um, they have more of a rehabilitation process. Their officers, you know, they're not like when when you look at I can't remember I saw this thing on Facebook and it showed our police training and it showed like a police training in Europe mm-hmm. and the amount of guns that are involved in our police training the shooting all this stuff I mean you got to think when you're impressioning somebody's mind with that much oh this is you're going into a violent community you're going into this and then all these things you're gonna imp- you're gonna like you know manifest that in your own daily actions too and it's right. that's why we see some of these crazy statistics we're seeing today. And I think that, you know, it's obviously take baby steps. You know, you can't just go in there and redo it all at once. But I think a good first step is to ease up on the quotas, Um, get rid of maybe not get rid of certain victimless crimes, but like a seatbelt law. Those need to be taken out the window completely. I mean, somebody should be driving without a seatbelt. They could have been in a rush and forgot. And then all of a sudden you're going to slap them and take money from them. That's just crazy to me. you know, I can understand speed limits and things, but, you know, there are straight up speed traps in towns. You drive through and there's like a big speed trap and the cops will sit there and they just wait and they just pick people's money from them. Yeah. And they're not the people that are doing that. They're not doing anything to hurt this to hurt their community. Now, if they're going 90 miles an hour, that's a little absurd because kids might be running around or something. Good but point. it's just crazy. So. Baby Huey's put up on the screen. Apparently, they do not have quotas in written form. They just are pushed to arrest more via promotions and positive feedback. Promotions and if like, like, like you get promoted to like lieutenant, right, right, like you get promoted from officer to lieutenant wow. or things like that, which I had no idea about. But that makes sense. That goes back to the ego thing I was talking about. If these people are promoted, it makes sense. You know? Right, like if they if they're promoted because of how many tickets they issue or how many arrests they have, that. 
wow that, that also me- builds their ego yeah you know what i mean like so i'm a regular joe cop that gets into the force thinking i'm a uh, serve and protect and i'm i'm super passionate to do it and whether that's true or not for that individual there still is that ego feeding policy that the police implement like you're saying wow uh, yeah go ahead real quick so like like this so it's so like in a restaurant there's not a quota for how much alcohol you have to sell there's a guideline for how much you should be selling exactly you know what i'm saying that's exactly what it is so sure. it's not like you have to do this or you're fired but this guy's like this guy has 36 tickets he's raised this much money this guy's awesome so they hang up like a thing in like on the wall yeah no I, I, badass. so let's do, promote him to squad leader so that he can implement those ideas right. to his officers and therefore he can push the culture yeah yeah and build this mm. department to be money grubbing is <laughs> exactly you know what I mean? yeah wow that's actually makes that's actually even a, a better system than quotas really to be honest and yeah. that even that, that's what the quota no is. that is better like right and I that like solidifies that. your point I actually think that is not as bad as giving an officer a quota. Really? Well, I think if you give an officer a quota, it's worse than that. Well, that's true. It's not a reward system. To me, personally, like I think quota is like you're forcing somebody to write tickets. That's scary, right? That's true. This doesn't force them to. It empowers them to. But still, in my opinion, it's empowering them in the wrong way. Like we should. I was gonna say. In I the, agree with you. In like the devil's it's advocate part portion. Well, like they actually I almost feel like that's worse you do I feel like that's because worse. of the culture it creates well exactly because it creates a culture where people are egomaniacal mm-hmm. so therefore like let's let's tell these people if you get more tickets and you get more arrests then you'll become a lieutenant lieutenant and if you implement that ideal to your squad then you'll become the the mayor of fucking Lexi, badass yeah, town whatever knows? it yeah. doesn't matter you're yeah. moving up in the ranks because you're implementing those ideals versus a quota like you just have to meet 10% right. of this quota or right. you have to meet you know 10 tickets a month for speeding violations which is a drag you know what I mean like they're like I don't want to do this you know what I mean like this guy's just trying to get to work on time I pulled him over I have to give him a ticket because it's at the end of the month that sucks but it's like now these guys are out here driven they're inspired to go out there and give tickets they're inspired to go out there and arrest people yeah and that's even more dangerous because if that infectious culture spreads then we have a bunch of egomaniacal officers. But it goes both ways. They're no, both not great. To, to be honest, I, I really I one hundred percent do not disagree with you at all. Like I, I like I like that that's so true. I can't say that that's not true. It's it's just to me, my brain can't disagree with that. I just can't bring it to. Yeah, it's just like I can't it's just, disagree with you or you. I, it's, it's I guess it's, it's you're, right. <laughs> you're more, I guess that's the point, right? It needs a reform. And here and here and here's yeah. a great point. Correct. <laughs> here's here's a great point. We're both basing our opinion off of how scared we are. I'm more scared of them sitting there and saying, oh, you know, we're going to force you to write quotas. And you're like, well, I'm actually more scared of them promoting them to do it. Right. That's horrible, dude. That is terrible. Yeah, we shouldn't be basing our opinions on fear. That's a great point, too. That's, that's crazy, dude. Like, we're so afraid of our justice system that we're basing our opinions on how to reform it by how scary it is. Okay. What do you think, baby Huey? Because you're always no. a great devil's advocate. Okay, see, that's, that's why that's why I raised my hand for devil's advocate. So, one second, I care of myself. Okay, there we go. Okay, so here's where I'm at. So, that's really funny because you are scared for the people that are shitty and don't do their job well. Because towards the end of the month, it's like, fuck, I have a thousand dollars more in my quota. I throw people up. Fuck, and then you're like. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm a badass. Fuck, dude, yeah, I'm the best in the squad. Yeah, everyone, pull everyone over. Be vigilant. Pull people over. If if everyone has a seatbelt, 
Fuck. Paperwork, fuck it. You do the paperwork. Right. We're getting this shit cracked down. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I have to hurry. Is that? Mine's not. Like, I have to hurry. Mine's like, if I don't do this, I get fired. So you, um, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, oh shit, I'm. It's, it's it's two days before the quote. Like I'm met. forced to yeah. write tickets, oh, God, even if yeah. some of them might have to be unlawful. Yeah. That's he's what scares scared. me. He's scared. And then you're like, these guys get empowered by cruelty, which scares they, me as well. Oh yeah, see, it does me fear. too. It's all fear. Yeah. So you're right, hundred percent. So it so both sides are bad for certain reasons. How do we fix it? Oh my god, I have no idea now. Because I was on your New side culture. first. I was on your side at first. No, see, your side works. Like your opinion works if the culture is better. But our culture. No, I I don't like my I I don't think quotas are a good thing ever. No, no I'm force. No, 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 no. Your, the, your just the opinion against, against it. No, 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 your argument I agree with. So like your argument against quotas. Okay, so you said that um, what I uh, what did I just pull up? Like, like you said that when they are people get promoted and stuff, and you're like, that's better than right. quotas. And I challenged that. And then that. he said quotas are better than what I said. Ah. So I was on your team at first, a hundred percent, one thousand percent. Now I'm split, and like fuck <laughs> both right Honestly, this I feel sucks. like we're all three split now I, yeah. I never thought either of us were wrong I just was more fearful of forcing somebody saying. because so it could you potentially have any, be unlawful do you have any ideals to where we wouldn't be fearful oh man you know I think it all comes down to a cultural change in That's departments yeah. uh, and, and you know leadership is the most important thing like you, you need to have people that are and this is all just like mumbo jumbo you know but you need to have people that are leading their teams in the opposite manner you know like gosh I'm gonna go back to pointing being more of a problem finder than a problem solver once again but I have to bring this up or else because this is just crazy okay if you call a um, if you call 911 they build a case against you before they're willing to help you. Have you guys ever done that? That's a fact. Yeah, like if let's say let yeah what? let's say we're at this they house. They assume you did the crime. No, yeah, let's say we're at this house hmm. and we're just walking and we drop a glass and I step on it and it cuts my foot open and I'm for some reason such a normie that I'm like oh I gotta call nine one one and get an ambulance. <laughs> Um, I call 911, get an ambulance over something that frivolous, and 911 will immediately build a case, and they'll say, well, who, whose glass was it? Who dropped the glass? What's this? Wow. And then they'll send cops before they send an ambulance. That's true. And, like, that's just more point on the cultural change. Now, and does that pull back on their uh, the factor that they're trying to make money? Gosh, man. If they're building a case against you cutting your foot, and there's someone to blame, and there's some money to take from that case, well, then that would make sense, right? Every case, every case is money to the judicial to the judicial system. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Every single yeah. case is money to the ju- judicial system, and if the judicial system, God, I mean, I'm struggling. It's a hard here. word. Judicial. <laughs> judicial system. When they come together, that's when it gets me. Right. But yeah, if you have those together, you know, it's crazy. It's so easy to have corruption when that system, the the judici- judiciary. Is um, uh, implementing those, then they're the ones that are creating the laws in the first place. So why wouldn't they create laws? Mm. You know, maybe there's a conflict of interest, and we need to you need to get rid of that conflict of interest because okay. a lot obviously there's a conflict of interest. The legislators write their salaries. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, how do you fix these things though? That's that's a better thing because I don't want to be a problem finder and not a problem solver. Well, I mean, it all starts at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. It starts. It starts with you know Congress. And 
the what is it the executive branch which is the president mm-hmm. and then the uh, judicial branch right yep. there's three branches of government legislation legislative or legislative yeah legislative branch but i think on a smaller scale if we change the culture of policing because that's what we're talking about right criminal right. justice if we change the culture of policing like if you rape if you kill if you steal like i think those are the three biggest things if it is a victim crime a crime yeah. where somebody is suffering so, like, if I'm not wearing my seatbelt, who the hell's suffering besides myself if I get in a wreck? And and sometimes that might even save your life if you're not wearing one. Exactly. Our buddy, remember Travis Weathington? I don't. He was my roommate for some time. He was a tall kid. Travis, yeah, I yeah. do remember him. I've got an interesting story about him and seatbelts. Let's hear it. So, so relative. Um, Travis um, got in a car wreck. Uh, this he was going to, he was going to school and he showed me pictures on his phone, bro. His car was completely totaled. He ended up in the back seat between the seats, like the bottom of the floor, wow. and his whole car was crushed. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. He doesn't remember any of it. That when they picked him up, they thought like he was dead for sure because his car flipped like six or eight times. Wow! And if he was wearing a seatbelt, he would have died for because sure. He was locked and, in that and, position. And just to touch on something else, that story right there to me is like evidence of divinity like miracles or evidence of divinity all these beautiful things for sure and it almost makes me not want to wear a seatbelt more because it's like well god has a plan you know he's gonna take care of you that might sound crazy to most people yeah, well, don't, don't feed into the extremity but uh <laughs> i mean yeah like it's just it's just wild dude it really is for sure and I, that's 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 a great story to exemplify my point that if there is no victim to the crime, and if we reform the culture of policing, which I know that's a that's a long shot because of all the branches you have to go through from the top to the bottom. Yeah, it's a. I mean, our government is a pyramid scheme, which are illegal. Yeah. Go figure, right? Yeah. But if we change it to where, like, if these cops aren't put with a quota, like they aren't met with a quota, but if they are met with, okay, let's let's meld that. We're met with a quota of try to find one rapist one murderer yeah and uh one thief a month yep and then implement the other one that we talked about promotions right and positive feedback and if you and if you exceed that quota of finding true moral like defying crimes Mm -hmm. then we'll promote you because you have a heart of gold yeah see those are the two factors that we already have in a negative fearful aspect in our Mm -hmm. culture that we can implement in a positive loving moralistic factor here's here's another thing so we spend a lot of money on police officers training them doing all these things that's great you should have a trained police force all these things i don't disagree with that but instead of training our police force to police we should train them to investigate you know like how many how much how much more valuable would it be if instead of having you know let's just this is this is not true i don't know what it actually is but let's say there's let's say you look at the police force as a whole and 70 percent of it is regular policemen Mm -hmm. and then 30 percent of it is detectives and then what would it 10 percent 10 percent is like the um executives the officers and those things head on shows how much more effective would our police force be if instead of having all of these policemen to go around and police the actual law-abiding citizens we cut that down and invested money in detectives 
And then you could have like what you're talking about. Imagine how many more saw, dude, this is beautiful. You're making me think of it right now. That's the answer to me. Take the money from regular policemen that police the law-abiding citizens and invest it into detectives. That you're gonna get rid of, you know, I've had my car broken into, right? Somebody broke into my car and stole a shotgun I had in there. And because it's such a long shot to find that person, the police themselves want to investigate. But if we had more Bro, funding to the investigative side, you're c- completely correct. Continue. So I, awesome. I, get it. I was assigned a detective, right? Mm-hmm. He said, well, yeah, I've got about you know a million other cases on my desk. So we're going to try our hardest to find yours. They wouldn't come out and fingerprint my car because they said it was too difficult. If we had more money put into that system, we would find more of those kind of criminals, more thieves, more, you know, like you said, rapists, murders. That's, to me, the answer. Instead of harping on the, the low-skill criminals because yeah, they're and easy to find. That is, yeah, and that's what's ridiculous. That That t- is the best solution. That's beautiful. I didn't even, that's beautiful. Honestly, I think we both just had epiphanies. What do you think? All right, guys, this is the last topic we're going to lay down. I mean, like, this is the last thing on this topic and move on. So, because um, we're like 20 minutes, 25 minutes in on this one topic. But anyway, that's amazing, but, you know. Um, <laughs> I love it, but we got time constrictions. Okay, so my opinion on that. Um, I agree with you, but the job of, of a policeman is to investigate, but they don't. They assign you no. detectives when that happens. No, that's only supposed to be for high-level cases. So the the way you have it laid out works great, uh, but if the police officers actually did their job, um, the way it has it now is fine. Because those are supposed to be for, like, murders. But, like, a police officer should be able to coordinate in your car fingerprinted. That's the stuff they should focus on. You know how many car hops? No, I mean, like, there's, like, their there's so much more stuff to focus well, on. The, the, the system people. is saturated with militarizing the police system to where oh, we yeah. have just such a huge forefront of bodies that it's intimidating. But yeah. if we lower those bodies, like you were saying, implement more on detectives on the higher scale crimes like Baby Huey was saying, yeah. then we have a good flow, a good mm-hmm. balance between the two. I like I that. I think that's where the two points meld, yeah. to be honest with yeah, you. Yes, so I mean, like, you're both are right, 100%, but, like, if the police officers, because, like, being a police officer is, like, 70% paperwork if you arrest anybody. It's a nightmare. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. And after like 10 years, like, I don't, oh, should I pull this guy over speeding? Huh, he's only 15 over. I'm not done with my lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, or, or like, uh, someone called me in, oh my God, it's going to be three days of work to write up this burglary. That's yeah. the bureaucracy of the issue. Uh. So if it was they it's almost like incentivizing cops not to investigate because it's such a hassle right and i can get that and that incentivizes them morally right no it's morally wrong but i get that and that sucks dick i don't want to sit there for three days and go yes and then you have to be a character witness like an investigation and then you have to do all this paperwork if you mess up any at all then you know you're held accountable mm-hmm. it's just they incentivize you not to look at those kind of crimes. Right. Because the crimes where you're speeding, I'm right, I'm a cop, are done. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And then in, so and in turn, it, right. it, yeah. and then in <laughs> turn, it promotes them to act on the petty crimes because it's not as hard. Yep. Exactly. Great fucking point. <laughs> oh, wow. That was, that was good. That was good. I actually learned a lot of shit right just then. Yep. I would say. And it, oh, God, man. Wow. So the the basically the consensus of the criminal justice reform is that 
there are so many small steps to take that it would take a group of a very intellectual, unbiased people to really figure out how to reform that in a very steadily unstartling form right because you can't just uproot it like you said previously right. you have to slowly implement that culture and you can't just have one legislator fix everything that's not how it works absolutely that legislator needs to work with their community and that's why it's a republic yeah it should be anyway. it should be i mean we are we are if we weren't then hillary clinton would have won heard that yeah <laughs> i mean it's just it's what was just that? If we weren't a republic, if we were a democracy, oh, Hillary would have won. Sorry. But that allows certain because America, they knew that America was different cultures, and mm-hmm. they're trying to protect the individual and the and the rights of the individual to do as they please. And like the the Thomas Jefferson called democracy mob rule. Hmm. Yeah, he called it mob rule. That's a great way to put it. It is what it is, man. It's and then it's mob rule. I mean, that's 51 over 49%. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, what about the other 49%? You have to exactly. protect them somehow. Exactly. That's the beauty of those it. Those ideals are just getting diminished. And those passions and those opinions are getting diminished. They're getting overlooked. And yep. that's why. And that's another reason why we should keep a lot of the uh, government localized, state, oh. state to state. Because on this federal level, it's just not fair. Yep. It's not really representing the people. But beyond that point, I just want to touch on... I just want to touch on gun control for like five minutes because it's really easy for us because we all know yeah make guns illegal take away the assault rifles and the very harmful military guns or whatever first off educate yourself on what's an assault rifle and what's not right okay because that's really important nothing is that's a made-up term made by the media Exactly. It's Sorry. propaganda yeah. to make people fearful. Yeah. That's literally not a term used by military or anything. So. No. Oh, wow. I didn't know that, but that's... that's... It was literally made up by the media, so... Okay. Well, shit. I, I didn't know that either. But besides that, Who like can't? I said right. previously... I really don't care, though. See, here's here. let me say this. I don't give a... I, I got to be really frank about this because it's a big Please. issue to me. I don't give a shit what kind of terms they're using. I don't care if they call it an assault rifle. I don't care if they call it a battle rifle. I don't care if they call it a killing machine. <laughs> I, I don't care. That's not what the argument's about. Right. The argument's not about what kind of gun it is or what the gun does. The argument's about that I have a right to protect myself and whatever means it is. If you want to look at, you know, I personally think that citizens, if we want to, should be allowed to own automatic rifles. If you look at Switzerland, every citizen, now this is, I don't agree with this, but they force every citizen to go through their military, and then every citizen has a rifle behind their door. That are the only country in the, in the heat of World War One and World War Two. Switzerland, right in the middle, remained partisan in both wars. You know why? Because nobody wanted to invade them, because every person had a gun behind their door and they were all trained. That's one of the biggest reasons America doesn't get invaded is because Americans have battle rifles. That's what I call it. I'll call an AR-15 a battle rifle. I don't care. You can get mad at me, whatever. That gun, as far as I'm concerned, was designed to to to, to defend myself from other people. That's what that gun was created for. And more specifically, for. what our forefathers wanted us is to protect us from a tyrannical yes, government. Yes, and I That was the biggest point. No, I don't care what they want to call the gun. I have that gun for my reasons, and that gun is literally... Let's just say that America has some type of economic collapse. Well, we've had plenty of depressions in the past, right? But the difference is this time is we have a welfare state. We didn't have that in the other times. We created the welfare state up on that. But if our government does collapse... They'll take away people's free money and free lunches. Mm. Well, that's going to cause people to riot. 
Right. And who's to say that, you know, 10 people don't come to my house as, as a group with pistols and all kinds of other things that they may have illegally acquired, who knows what have you, and they want to raid me and kill my family, my son, and my wife. Well, I'm sorry, a pistol's not going to stop them, but guess what? An AR-15 will. Absolutely. And that's what I want my AR-15 for. I bought that gun in case something was to go wrong because it's so, it's sad to say it, but the world we live in is not a benevolent, beautiful world. I wish it was. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't have to have that gun or feel I needed that gun right. to protect myself. If that was the case, I wouldn't own it. I mean, actually, I probably would because it's fun. I consider shooting as a sport fun. Like, right. I, I enjoy that. But above all else, the most important reason we have that is China can't invade us. They can, but they'd be a fool to. Right. There was quotes from World War II where they were like, we would never, we wouldn't even consider it. There's more guns here than anywhere. And if people could just embrace that gun culture, you know, there's a quote where uh, it says, God created all men, but Samuel Colt created them all equal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And uh, I hate to say it, but dude, like, that's amazing. If I could live in a world where there were no guns, I would say, yeah, take the designs and throw them away because it's just going to cause problems. Absolutely. Get them out of here. I completely agree. I agree with that. But guess what? Guns have been created, and I'm sorry, I don't think that that my government should have a gun, and I can't. I don't think that. Dude, look at this. When, what what was the terrorist attack in in France? They had AK 47s in France. The terrorist did? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's more gun control there than anywhere. How the heck did they get the... Do they think, they, do they think that's going to stop people in America from getting guns? Absolutely, Russia. That's crazy. Man, oh, uh, just to touch on that point, I recently read an article about um, a company in... I, th- I believe it's Texas. I forget. But it they have released the blueprints of 3D printed <laughs> guns, yeah. and it's legal too. And it's legal, ruled by the and Supreme whether, Court. And now they're trying to uh, trying to take them down off the internet. And Eric had a good point. Those specs are already downloaded on somebody's jump drive or on their hard drive oh, yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah, the 3D printed guns, and you know they they they, they diminish quickly. Mm-hmm. But they're undetectable. Yep. Now, okay, so that Ghost is guns. a fucking problem. Yeah. That is a problem. I don't give a shit if they deteriorate after a clip. All you need is a clip. <laughs> if you want to be a terrorist and do some crazy shit and make a stand for like your radical cause or whatever and make some kind of propaganda for your terrorism, all you need is a clip. Yeah. And that shit is wild. Yeah. That shit so, is so crazy. You know what, what I think is the best combatant to that? What's that? Legalize automatic weapons. Legalize automatic weapons? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I'm, no, I'm serious. Like, legalize guns more because when you take away from the citizens' ability to have the guns, those type of things you're talking about, which does allow people that can acquire a gun, it's they're going to get their gun anyways. Even before, honestly, they probably won't go after a ghost gun. It's so easy to get a gun illegally. Right. I mean, so it's like 80% of the guns in Chicago are illegal. Right. Something like that. It's pretty high. Yeah, I mean, so they're going to get their guns no matter what. I just think the best way to, you know, balance things out is to, and I hate to say it that way because it is, it is, you know, I, I try to base my decisions off of nonviolent, you know, principles and stuff. Absolutely. But, you know, I There's just some pers- things you're confronted with you just can't even I personally don't approach. see another solution. Yeah. I personally don't. Honestly, I Unless didn't have, you change the culture. I didn't have a further point with the plastic guns. I just thought that was crazy and I wanted my oh, listeners it is, to it know, like, we can print guns and people are printing them. <laughs> Just beware, all right? Yeah. It is absurd to think about. Beyond that, okay, so the premise of all this stuff that we're talking about, the reform of everything, the intellectual portion of it is education. All right, our education platform is so saturated with bullshit mm-hmm. and we're overworked. 
what is homework? Like, what is getting up at 8 a.m. and forcing these kids to go in here when biologically we really shouldn't even be getting up that early at a young age? We need more sleep so our body can grow, our brain can grow, we can be more cognitive, so on and so forth. And beyond that, the subject matter in education has been saturated with bullshit. Shit that makes us look good as Americans. Shit yeah. that they want you to think as Americans because they have an agenda further on. And that's my opinion. That's my aspect of it because I honestly think the best way to conform a society is to start with the education. If I want to control this population, I'm going to start with their schools mm-hmm. because I'm going to teach those kids what I want them to know. And therefore, the next generation, I will control because I, I just taught them everything that I yeah. wanted them to know. And I see you sitting over here wanting to say something. What do you think about that? Uh, I had a had a clothesline for the last topic, but um, <clears throat> I'll reform it to uh, I'll reform it to uh, where we're talking about right now. So uh, as far as as far as like education goes, I mean, how does someone as powerful and as wealthy and as influential as the United States have like bottom fifties best schools as mm-hmm. far as test scores go? Cultures. I want a question for you: Is it a cultural thing? Oh yeah. Question for you: Is it because people are bad at teaching? Mm. That's mm, see. Okay, we've had the same system. To touch on the cultural thing, I mean, but here it did it, get a lot worse when government got involved. I don't when think, it became a federal school system, it, it plummeted. Just I think the cultural aspect, like you were asking, Morgan, is a result of the system they implemented. That's a valid point. So if they implemented the system of like, okay, you teachers right here. You have to teach this curriculum because the school board told you so. And mm-hmm. if not, you get fired and you lose your salary, which is nothing anyway. Yeah. Like, I make more than more than teachers as a server at Chewy's. Right. You know what I mean? But anyway, that curriculum that they were implementing to their students is creating a culture. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's why so, people call 911 when they step on glass. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, seriously, that's right. the culture it's creating. I mean, I asked my... Okay, this is legit. They this literally want to me. seek to a higher person for everything. Oh, absolutely. It's absurd. I asked my they teacher... They're taught problem solving. They're, they're taught, read this book, and then recite it. And then... Uh, oh, it's like, memorization. Teacher, uh, what do I do now? It, it actually, I would yeah, say, yeah. suppresses I'll, critical thinking. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. And that is the most worst thing we can do. Because that is the most valuable thing for a society. I asked my high school history teacher when she was teaching our lesson on Thomas Edison and how he invented the light bulb and all these he revolutionary Tesla shit. He I know, it. and I said, but you know, ten, Nikola Tesla actually invented the light uh, the light bulb, and Edison stole that. And years later, Nikola Tesla won the Edison Award. Uh, Edison Award. How do you think he felt about that? My teacher literally said, "I can't comment on that. Move on." <laughs> that is so horrible, man. Yeah, she literally told me, "I cannot comment on that. Let's wow. move on." And I was like. What? Remember our theme about indoctrination? You know, you know why? Because Edison is an American and Tesla isn't. Exactly. Yeah. And then that implements the culture. Yeah. It's well, you know, it's like we were saying about indoctrination. You know, we create these professors. You know, there's this term for a PhD, and I hate to say this because there's a lot of people out there who have PhDs who are a lot smarter than me in a lot of ways. So don't take offense to this. But PhD... Uh, entrepreneur quote termed this too an entrepreneur termed this I can't remember his name but he said it stands for piled higher and deeper <laughs> and basically what they're saying is is you're creating boxes in your brain to think in like and mm. it's like it's so crazy man like because like you were saying about your teacher like he probably didn't com- comment on that because he experienced a cognitive dissonance where he was like oh you know this go this is antithetical to my beliefs and what I was taught oh, yeah. and what I was taught was what's right because college is an egoic investment and you're not going to approve me wrong 
Right. And like And then, like you said, there are a select few of PhDs who don't think that way. There are. And there are some Like that, NDT, that's my man. I love yeah, Neil deGrasse like, Tyson. That's a great yeah, example. A lot of respect for those kind of people. Sorry. Um, my point was what you just said. But like uh, I think it's the problem with that colleges teach is that what we teach you is right. But what I think PhDs should like the idea of it is that you are you have a degree in philosophy of that topic. Mm-hmm, that's what the word means. PhD is a degree in philosophy for this topic. God, that's that is not what it teaches, I would no, say. No, that's what the word means. That'd be beautiful if that's what it was. That's what it was. So, like, if in, like, like when it was coined, like, keep hearing an echo on myself. Anyway, so it's like when it was coined back, um, like, in, like, old, like, Greek and, like, old, old times, it was like, you are an expert in this field because you're thinking about it a lot. Like you're an expert, you know everything in this field. So now, so someone, someone, so you have this thought, then someone in a different field, I'd say you are expert in computer science. Yeah. And this guy's expert in um, like metaphysics. And right. This guy has a great idea about how neutrons and like, like interact with each other. And then, and then he's like, but that's all his circle. But he's like, this is such a cool idea I have. And then the guy with computer science is like, I could fucking use that to build a better processor. Right. So that's supposed to be the point is that like you all talk to each other and mm. then yeah. um, you are a you 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 philosophize about that topic. You don't know facts, you have ideas. That's beautiful. Absolutely. That's what it's supposed to be. And but it's not at all. And it's what, a nightmare. You know, <laughs> and what you just said reminds me of this quote by Aristotle. The mark of a genius is the ability to an entertain a thought without accepting it. Which mm. gets away from that indoctrination once that's again. That's why it's philosophy. That's yeah. why it's you have a philosophy of that topic. And, and that I goes was, back to my bird uh, metaphor, where there's two extremists on both sides that are trying to indoctrinate the body of the bird. So you you got the right wing and the left wing trying to tell the bird where to fly. But you need both. But you need both to learn how to fly. It's beautiful. Man, why does that re- uh, relate to like almost everything? That's because of left, right quote. brain, left, right, right brain, heart, everything. Like, like, in finger. Yeah, wait, like, like, like the finger. <laughs> Schools school, will have. You need two wings to fly, and it'll be Dean and Finger. I'm going to start a college, guys. Dude, you know it's going to be completely free. Uh, dude, that might not be a bad idea. I mean, seriously, education reform, honestly, I would say that supersedes all my issues politically. Really? Because it will solve all the issues in my That's opinion. That's what I'm saying. Where do you start? And yeah, The children. Yeah. And, the young and people. Absolutely. And with us. Dude, I actually would say, like, <laughs> that'd be great, man. Like, that'd be that quote. Would be a beautiful theme for a nonprofit because that'd be a great like what is it like like a mission statement like a message yeah that's encapsulating to me but I mean yeah like I said it's my biggest issue and I could literally rant and rave and go on and on and on about how much my my grievances with the education system but um, you know we definitely. It, it, it needs reform so, 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 Here's so my biggest issue with not just education generally, but as in higher education, as in, like, college and trade schools and so on and so forth. Actually, trade schools have more value Absolutely. than liberal colleges. It's a great way better investment. Liberal arts colleges. Okay, so first off, colleges are a business. Okay? Yes, They're not you. funded by the government. The government gives students loans. Would you rather go or attend a college, basically? Or would you rather attend college or own a college? Well, I mean, I, I guess it's controversial, like you said, Eric. Like they are, they are. Owned. Most colleges are owned by 
the state, correct? Public colleges have affiliations with public funding. Yeah, that's right. why but they're owned by a specific entities. Group. Yes, yeah, like yeah. certain entities. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. but entities own them. Yeah, and which shouldn't be a thing, in my opinion. I don't think I don't, that they should be subsidized by any kind of local government affiliation at all. I agree, because then the government, the government's the one who gives them those crappy McGraw Hill books. Yeah. I can't stand those books. Oh my god, they really are terrible, dude. They're horrible. But okay, so back to what I was saying, they are a business. Okay, they are subsidized partially by the government, and they give funding. And they give loans to students, which proves my point. So just mm-hmm. listen. They are a business, and they are the only business in history that I can that I can even fathom right now that have went down in vo- uh, value, but went up in price. <laughs> now, if you tell me any That's business beautiful. that has went down in value and up in price, I would literally quit doing podcasting. But I guarantee you can't prove me wrong. That's the only business. Um, maybe cars. Cars and oil? No, no, just cars. I, I, was I don't know about oil. Personally. Okay, well, I quit. I'm getting up. No, I quit no, podcasting. No, <laughs> no, no. Totally right. no, no, I don't disagree with you. Like, But I was just going to say, because like, cars have gone up in price like crazy, but their value, their value is always Their been. value to intellectuals has gone down, but their value in our economics has not really gone down. Well, and like here's, Actually, here's my no, point. You're right. Because like, we need cars. People need we cars. Don't need that education. We don't need college. Oh, beautiful. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, no, you're exactly so, right. Yeah. N- never mind. I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Well, just to touch on that, just because you got me thinking. So why is that? Why Why is the value so low? Of college? But the cost is going way up. Because I would say it almost has to do with supply and demand even. So the cost has gone up because of so supply and demand, but also it's a uh, monopoly almost too at the same time like they've pushed a narrative where you have to do it it is but 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 (laughs) he pushed a narrative yeah yeah so like in the 50s this is something interesting to think about too in the 50s everybody nowadays is like oh yeah 40 hour work week blah 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 in the 50s people had six i think the average work week was like 63 hours wow yeah people worked their dicks off um (laughs) jesus i know come in those guys yeah yeah and um but it was like a different culture what have you but of those people that were in the workforce, it was some like thirty percent had a college degree, uh-huh. and now it's like to get a job, it's like it's like seventy percent, maybe eighty percent to get a co- like those type of jobs. You get a college degree, okay. And so I would say for that reason, like the supply and demand factor has gone up. So that's why you have so many more people doing it, okay. and the price is like it's like they have they've just totally pushed this narrative where you have to go and so they can really dictate any price they want and the funny thing is is the prices are really actually super inflated it shouldn't cost that much you know it's sh- mm. there's no reason for it's a uh, j curve like it's like exponential yeah, yeah. and yeah and um <laughs> for those kind of prices dude you know they should be paying their teachers way more money way more money so I, I'll digress I'll digress on that point because I'm very passionate about that but that's a good point the va- the, the supply and demand I didn't really well, I'm not saying really it's take, a good thing no no it's, it's, it's not it's cheating the system really well, I'm just opinion. saying as an entrepreneur yeah. I don't believe I need a college degree you don't and that's because I've furthered my knowledge on what education system has given me yeah. and I, I, honestly I probably am a rare breed I don't want to throw my ego into the equation but I think I might be a rare breed I think all three of us are I think the whole realm of intellectuals is a rare breed nowadays it's dwindling slowly well I think but that's the value, because of the cool school system exactly <laughs> and that's the value of our education system we're just telling people what to think and not how to yes let's tell you this is what you should think this is right but I'm not going to teach you how to critical think that's 
absurd. Why would I tell you how to challenge me? Because I'm the man in power. Have you? Yeah, exactly. Have you guys seen that video of Elon Musk talking about the school system he created for his kids? Mm -mm. Wow, you should probably. It's like it's like a minute video. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. The school system he created for his kids, and he literally kind of he does not he's not in favor of the you know traditional system he would he says i'm pretty sure in the video that it's bad for critical thinking mm. and in his yes. school it's it's beautiful man it's so beautiful i can't remember how he set it up but it was it's just so fluid so natural or like that word you used earlier organic yeah such a yeah. more organic system yeah, for sure and um God, that's that's easily my biggest issue, man. Like me too, honestly. That's why I wanted to save it for the last yeah. topic because it's a really good ending point. And like you said, it's more organic. I've okay. People might hate me for this, but this is my natural opinion on it. I think we should have mentors, not teachers. And the teacher is telling you what to think. Teacher is teaching you knowledge, okay. And mentor is showing you how to gain knowledge, how to think correctly. Well, but a mentor does less work than a teacher because they're not talking as much. So therefore. They shouldn't be paid as much probably in our economic system, our value system, our supply and demand system. But honestly, I think a mentor is way more valuable. If I, I had a mentor throughout my life, I'd be way better off. Well, I agree with you 110% because when you – so like I apply a lot of stuff to martial arts mm. and it's because it's just so – like you said, self-actualization. Martial arts is the ultimate expression of yourself and it yeah. teaches you – and as you work with your body, there's a harmony between your body, your mind, etc. Well, yeah. every great martial arts teacher that isn't indoctrinated by their martial arts system will tell you, I didn't teach you anything. I showed you the door. You walked through it. Exactly. That you can't teach yes. somebody something because they have to accept it in their mind first. Absolutely. And it's, I think that's another reason You know, we have you know, your kids. You, they have to learn everything the hard way. I had to learn everything the hard way. If I listened to my parents, pfft, I'd be in a lot better shape right now. But I had to learn everything the hard way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't touch the hot pan. Yeah, well, a great, <laughs> a great quote from one of my favorite animes as of recently, My Hero Academia. Shout out, Olivia. I love you for showing me that. But All Might says to his student, he said, I can only show you the way, young Midoriya. But I cannot tell you the answer. Yes. You have to think for yourself and find out your own path. If because we, if I tell God. you, it would not be organic or natural. Yes. Dude, if we did that with our school system, we would have a force to be reckoned with oh as a goodness. citizenship. The government would genuinely be held accountable big time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's to me, the ultimate solution. I mean, I just can't think of anything more important than that, personally. Honestly, me neither. That's what education was at first, though. It's supposed to be a teacher, you know, a teacher like Aristotle or some of those old guys. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they weren't. They didn't say sit the fuck down and listen to me teach you. <laughs> I mean, they were like they didn't have mentors. They had teachers, mm -hmm. but the teachers would interact with the student You know, they want to get the, they want them to be engaged because they're teaching because they want to. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why. Like, I guarantee you, you guys could name two or three teachers in your life that gave a fuck. And oh, yeah. And they killed. Literally two or three. And they changed your life. And Dude, that's so those true. Those are the guys. Those guys could teach a class of a thousand and change all those guys' life. But the people who don't care, they could try to teach two kids and they go, fuck this guy. Dude, that's so true. That is so And that's another great point, beautiful. isn't it? 
if you you got okay so most it's teachers like yourself size. you have a great perspective of this because you wanted to be a teacher that's where we met was in college all three of us right right you wanted to be a history teacher which you know a ridiculous <laughs> amount about it it blows my mind Beautiful. but when you got into the system and you learned how the curriculum works you learned how the cool and the education system worked you got discouraged and you left i hated it but the I people who it. follow through and they get in that position of being a teacher are lethargic and apathetic because they realize that this is a bullshit job and i'm not doing what i was meant to do i'm not doing what i was passionate about doing. they don't get now to i'm just fucking impact. telling you what they're telling me to tell you and then i get to grade your papers and fucking eat lunch <laughs> What I'm the hell is this? One funny one about teaching people. I, I love teaching people things. I, I mean, if someone wants to argue with me, I love that. Right. I want to debate with you. I want to show you something new. I, I mean, I'm not the best talker, which is kind of sad. But you know, I mean, I'm passionate. If you don't understand, I will. Like, if, you, if I'm teaching you math, which is what I come to school for, and history, you know, if you didn't understand. I, I will sit there and help you until you understand. Yeah. I mean, I'm here to help you. And that's so, the kind of conglomerate of, like, being a mentor and being a teacher in the same sense. Is they are the same thing. Exactly. Because, like, it's, back in the day, a mentor was a one-on-one, -on -one, but a teacher, they taught you because you wanted to be there, and so did they. It's a good differentiation. And, yeah, because, I mean, a mentor is more of, like, a guy, like, hey, follow me, you know. Yeah, good it's, point. It's yeah. more of, like – that's kind of like a later in, I don't know if it's a leaving later in life, no. but it's kind of a different faculty. Like a mentor is like a very specific. It's a different form of education. It's very specific, yeah. right. But you know, a teacher, you know, a great teacher, the whole class will sit there in awe at them, except for the couple fuckheads, obviously. But, you know, there's teachers where I've sat there like. Those, those, those couple fuckheads are usually the ones that go to open companies like Apple. <laughs> <laughs> or either that or they end up in jail. But, yeah. The worst teachers get tenure. Wrap that up. I was I was doing well in classes. I was you know, but when I was I started student teaching, and that's when I backed off. I'm like a year away from being able to teach high school, but started student teaching, and then they criticized me for because he asked me a question. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Absolutely, come on, come up here, write it down. Let's work it through, you guys. Are you confused too? Yeah, I'm sorry. You talked a little bit fast. I'm passionate, but they were engaged. You know, they wanted to learn because I might go off on a tangent. Cause that's me. But you know, I'm gonna teach them why it's important to know this and how everything works at a base level. Absolutely. No one, like 99% of Americans, don't know how the fuck fractions work. <laughs> you know, so true. No, it's no, so no, I mean true. like. No, and the base level, what is a fraction? They have no fucking idea. They, they don't understand that a fraction and a decimal are the same fucking thing. They think they're different. No, I, I've helped people. Like I, nope. In the past, like, five, like, four years after I had, well, wait, how am I? Like, two years since I, like, left college, I've helped, you know, I've, I've been GMs at restaurants. So my AGMs, I don't know why, they're always bad at math. So they're like, and my little sister sucks too. She's like, I don't understand. So they want you to like, but this one's a fraction. So how would you even do that? I'm like, well, three fourths is just 0.75. I mean, it's three fourths of a one. And it's one unit. And they go, wait. What? what <laughs> and I'm like, well, 10 is just one set. That's what that means. One zero is one set. And then you have sets and you have units. That's how it works. So fractions are just partial sets. so what you're what you're saying is that they go, they go exactly what 
I get it. Okay, okay, I get it. So a point seven five of because I was trying to teach this girl inventory at work. And she's like, oh wait, so three fourths. Wait, she's like she's like point seven five. Oh, it's seventy five percent full of one unit. Oh, it's three four. What? It makes sense. Yeah, dumbass. So your point I mean, is. I didn't say that, but you know. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say so your point is generally and simplistically that our education system or our math teachers generally, or like more specifically, are saying these are fractions instead of this is why fractions are fractions and yes. this is how they work. Yeah. We're just going to show you that three fourths is 0.75 and it's 75%, this but we're, gonna, not, we're not going to tell you why. We're just going to tell you what it is. Exactly. That didn't wasn't that wasn't always that way though, was it? No, it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten worse because oh, yeah. we know, you know what I mean, all on our level. But one thing I want to ask you guys, do you all remember I now tell me I could be wrong, but when I was a kid, I remember first grade being really hard, like really, you know, you you had to learn a lot. There was a lot of discipline and everything. You constantly, just constantly learning, like my brain was tired, you know? Right. Second grade, it was hard. Third grade, it was hard. Fourth grade, and like in fourth or it fifth grade. It fourth, right? Yeah, and everything got so easy. I thought... It was like because they're re-implementing the same how easy that they taught. No, not even just that. Like I remember, teachers were easier on me. Like everything got so easy and relaxed and lazy and like uh, almost it was like almost the teachers were pandering to me as a student opposed to the system. Do you guys remember something like that? I have a theory on that. Did you feel like that? Wait, wait, explain that. It's hard, man. I just remember like fourth to fifth grade. The intensity of learning eased. The intensity eased, but not just that. Like, if I would have, my mom could, like, so beforehand, if, it, like, beforehand, my mom couldn't have complained to a teacher and, like, actually got any le- leeway or whatever because it was like, no, your son's not doing it right. Right. Okay, I get you. But in, like, fourth or fifth grade, if my mom were to complain to a teacher, the teacher would be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I must have been doing something wrong. Did you so guys notice weird. that? Did yeah. you notice that? You're right. Yeah, and absolutely. like That's when that so happened, weird. everybody got so freaking lazy, dude. I got lazy. I was not lazy, but when that happened, I changed, dude. Oh, I, it's the teacher's fault. I have nothing to be accounted for. Dude, it's that's her fault. That happened to me. What? I'm a genius. I remember it <laughs> happening and being like, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you kind of remember that? No, like, yeah, I, for sure. I, I agree with it you. It was the greatest feeling, but at the same time, like I look back and I'm like, dude, I do that not, destroyed discipline in my right, life. Right, like I don't value that experience, but at the time I was like, yeah, bitch. Oh, dude. Okay, I just wanted to know if that was just me. No, no, no. I was like aware of that. Or I didn't even other, notice until you said it. But now you remember it? Like, yeah, for sure. Dude, I remember being a kid and, and being like, I didn't say anything because I was like afraid if I said something, it would like ruin it for me. But I was like, right. oh my God. Like, I was so happy. <laughs> okay, this is kind of like a different perspective and I'm trying to figure out my head. I've never felt that way, but I see it now that you pointed it out. And I never personally felt that, but... I think that's why Antifa it may is. Be, it may be... <laughs> it may be that I... It's true. It, is, it may be it? that I started... Um, doing martial arts in fourth grade and that was discipline absolutely yeah so, this one's tough dude. no but i i i pointed out every one of my class was garbage and i didn't get it because like and like first you have to learn this shit or you're fucked second grade like you have you have to read and write you know to like pass as a human and there was a no child left behind thing which made people uh, even more I'm lazy I want to further on that point, though. 
discipline is a hard thing, like you said, and you said you had a lot of discipline going through martial arts. This is just a basic opinion of mine, and it has to do with education or anything in life. But I do believe that discipline is one of the most important factors of your life because you can be inspired, and that's all well and good. But next week, you might not feel that way. <laughs> yep. So you have to have the discipline to go beyond what you thought about last week when you were inspired. Like, oh, I was inspired to That's something. write a book, mm-hmm. and I'm very passionate about this subject right here. And then next week, you're like, man, I'm tired. I ate a big fat burger, and all this bread's making me lethargic. But if you don't have the discipline, then you won't further any of that. So people always get this burst of drive, burst of inspiration, burst of motivation, and then they dwindle because they weren't taught yep. the factor of discipline. This guy, Jocko Willinks, who was a... Oh, my God. You know Jocko? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? He's a beast. Ex-Navy Extreme SEAL. Extreme ownership? Yes. That's a great That's book. the best thing about leadership, too. Well, leadership is ownership. Anyways, he said they were. he was being interviewed on a podcast, and they said, how do you do it, Jocko? I mean, you know, what inspires you to get up in the morning? And he got, like, pissed off at him. He was like, inspires me? He's like, <laughs> he was like, he's like, inspiration, yes. like, basically, inspiration is bullshit. Yeah. And what it really is, is discipline. There is no passion. There is no this. There is no that. It's discipline. Right. That's what gets you up is your discipline. It's crazy. I might have a mind-blowing quote, or I'm just retarded, so hear me out. <laughs> I might be pulling the Dean right here, okay? <laughs> I feel like discipline, pure discipline, will breed good men, will breed great men, actually. But inspiration funneled through discipline yes. will make amazing. Thank men. you. I was literally that's about to say Einstein. that. I was going to say Einstein. that. That's an Einstein. That's a Tesla. As someone who's regimented as fuck because they're not from here, so they weren't given shit. So both those guys are foreign. Our generation lacks a lot of discipline, I have to say. No, it, it, it irks me. But everyone's inspired, but they have a discipline. Mm. So, you know. We're like, so inspired, our generation. Passion- everyone's. Once again, discipline, I feel. Should I have got my mind at the start real quick? Give me a half a second. Okay, so if you're passionate, I feel like that's an inspiration, okay? But if you have an opinion, that's a discipline. Because you're like, fuck, I don't want to go into a room and not know what the fuck I'm talking about. They don't care. They, they, want, they want to know what everyone else is going to agree with. They, they want to be on the same page. No, I don't think everyone wants to be the smartest in the room. No one wants to be the dumbest in the room. Ooh, that's a better point. I like no, that. Most people don't want to be the smartest in the room, but yeah. they, they don't want to be the fucking retard. Well, maybe it's yeah. a conglomerate of the both. I no. want to be first, but if I can't be first, I don't want to be last. No, I, I actually against that. I think most people do not want to be first. They don't want to be in that shine. Well, that's a good point. He's too. right. A lot of yeah. people don't, especially nowadays. I don't want to be the best. I don't like that spotlight. Do you feel so, bad if you are sometimes? Horrible. I do horrible. for sure. I feel stupid. <laughs> I know. I hate it. I hate it so much. You'll beat somebody in two K, and you're like, oh, I need to go easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been times when I was playing my sister in Mario Kart, and I just went backwards for about 15 seconds, and then. She, Got, I ended up going first, and then I defended her. And then we were as a team. So we were playing against each other, but I let her win, and I was her wingman. And it made me feel fucking like, fuck yeah, we're killing. <laughs> I'd rather be I like second. That. That's I, mean, beautiful. I think humans are naturally communitive. No, a lot of them are, but not everybody no. is that way. <laughs> naturally, we're communitive, but when you indoctrinate but, ideals, then mm-hmm. it becomes different. Mm-hmm. But if Becca got second, I'm just because if I was actually playing, my sister, if I was actually playing, I would beat her by 30 seconds. 
I love Mario Kart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would destroy her. Are you good at Super Smash Bros? I'm so good. But anyway, so, but anyway, so she would get second in the races, but I beat her by 30 seconds. So I'm sitting here like this, waiting for her. And, but... If I'm second, I'm still getting hype as fuck. I'm like, yeah, we're killing. Back in, yeah, you're fucking first. Yes. Like, yes, your team yes. is winning. That's not a just different you. kind of person, though. Not everyone would do that. Yeah. Most brothers would go, you fucking suck at this game. Oh, they fuck would, dude. And, yeah. and a lot of that. Human. I think a lot of that with siblings comes from jealousy. I'm not, I, I'm not jealous of. Uh, not you. Not you. You were no, nice I, to do it. But yeah, when, they, when they want to do that to their sibling. I think they usually want to do that. The rivalry of, of sib- yes. siblings. But I think well, to see, generalize the, oldest, the point. Uh, quick, the the yeah, oldest wants to um, maintain dominance over right. all of them usually. I want them to be better than me. My life blows sometimes. You know, I've given a lot of sacrifices so those kids don't have to live like I do. I mean, I did the math in my head earlier when we were talking about hours worked. I work 78 hours a week. If you count travel, it's 85. That's beautiful. That I have two jobs full time. So, and I do this. How much hours do you think Trump works a week? You count the this, same. You work 15? like 100 hours a week. 15 hours? 15? I'm just kidding. So, oh, no. okay. Oh, Eric. His work's different, but most people I'm, I'm love work. Just, I love work. Oh, wait. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, I hate work I don't, I'm not passionate about. Absolutely. I mean, like, like, at an actual job where you're grinding. I mean, I, I work to. I, I work at a factory, and I work as a server. As a, I, I, I moonlight as that. Yeah. So I'm actually doing work. That's 78 hours. Me thinking about the podcast, I don't even count that as work. And doing this, I love doing this. Yep. This isn't work to me. It's not. So Absolutely, Trump's work man. is nothing to me. It's I nothing. agree. So I do 78 hours of manual labor. There you well, go. Do, Good you way know, to put it. So, but I don't want my siblings to do that. That's horrible. I mean, it's not, I, I, I love what I do, and I, I do it for them so that they can have a better life. I give money to my mother so that they can have a way better life than me. And I make sure, and I try to guide them because their dad is shit. I don't want them to have to you know, they have a good male role model, and that's what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. So, well, thank you. Is that why the scruff is coming out? <laughs> He's working so hard for his family, he forgot to shave. <laughs> Probably. Um, I mean, I have the blood pressure of a 48-year-old man, but their life is awesome. And I'm happy for that. I'm so, happy. So I have the opposite of a big brother. So that's your discipline to implement inspiration to your siblings. And you're inspired to have the discipline to implement the discipline to them as well. So therefore, the two factors are conglomerate with each other. So like you said with Jocko Willink, I respect the fuck out of Jocko Willink. I love Jocko Willink, but he has no sense of inspiration and magic. (laughs) The dude's fucking brutal. He's a robot, bro. That's why I I was like, I absolutely agree. His left brain got eaten by his right brain. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like twins in each other's room. I got discipline through my passion. Exactly. Like I wanted them exactly. to succeed, so I have to have discipline. I can't fuck up. That's a self-motivation of discipline. I mean, I might drink myself to death, but... Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, I might drink too much, but those get taken care of, and I'm doing my best to take care of them. So, but you can't have... You, there's no way to get passion through discipline. That's literally fucking impossible. So you, someone can't regiment discipline on you, and you get passionate about it. 
Yeah. Let me throw my theory out there on this. I, I, I feel oh, like I feel like you guys are going to agree. No, I, I go even further on this because oh, this is what I've been living by. This is what I've been living by, and this is a product of my mind and your mind as well because I brought you in and we both got passionate about it, right? But we had the discipline to think about it every day, right? But that discipline brought our passion back, and that passion brought our discipline. It's like a water cycle. If it rains, it lays in the ground for a little bit, and then it evaporates back in the clouds, it condenses, and then it falls again. And then it lays for a while, and then it fall, and it rises up, it condenses, falls again, right? It's mm-hmm. a water cycle. Although the water cycle is delayed, also, although the water cycle is delayed, it's just a metaphor to exemplify what I'm saying. If you feel a passion about something, all of a sudden, like you read an inspiring article, you watch a video, you hear a speech, you listen to a song, it says something that inspires you about something, right? If you use your discipline to implement that passion and you keep following it with that discipline, that discipline is going to bring that passion back because then you're doing it. Like, oh my God, I started with this podcast on a phone. Now we have boom stands. I got baby Huey as the... Uh, most amazing ma- magician producer. Stuff too, yeah. I'm bringing it back. I have the discipline to bring my passion and my passion to bring my discipline. It is cohesive. You need both. You yep. can't have one without the other. You can't have discipline without passion. And Jocko Willink, that's why he has no love in his heart. Poor dude is just fucking. Well, well honestly, he, he's he, a great he, guy. He definitely has a lot of. He just doesn't show it. No, he yeah. He doesn't show it. He does, yeah, but he does. He, yeah, he does, I know. He, like has he this, gets uh, emotional about those guys. He has a podcast but, called Warrior Kid where he teaches kids how to have yeah, good work ethic. Yeah. It's great. I listen to it. We love Jocko. Yeah, we love Jocko. I love you, bro. The guy's great. Just saying, <laughs> show some heart. <laughs> show yeah, some passion. No, no, he he doesn't. He, he does, but I, I get it, bro. I and get let's it. relate all this back to the education system. Let's relate all that back to the education. Let's let's mix a mentor with a teacher. Let's mix the passion with the discipline. Let's let's mix the knowledge with the critical thinking. Let's mix how to think and what to think. Mm-hmm. Let's put it all together. Let's mix the left and the right wing. Let's put it all together. People are too extreme. We need to have a balance. Yin yang. It's not yin and yang. I hate you, bitches. Everything it's comes yin back yang. to that. Yin yang is one thing made out of two things. Yep. Wait, so people say yin and, and yang. yang? Yeah, that's like actually the common. Thing? That's oh. like the common depiction really? of the word. Yeah, absolutely. I used it's to say it. I used to say it. Oh. Well, I always loved like Oriental culture, even when I was a little kid. Oh, that's fair. Okay. So, if I can teach you these things that are facts, right? But I can mentor you on how to critical think about the knowledge that I just gave you and further it. That's beautiful. That's how teaching should work. So if I give you these plethora of different hobbies and careers and projects and you resonate with one of them and you gain a passion, Mm -hmm. but then I teach you how to have a discipline with every passion that you find, Mm -hmm. that's a perfect, cohesive conglomerate of the two aspects. Two things at the end. Yeah. Um, Number one, that was a beautiful analogy you did with the rain and stuff. And that made me think of a quote Einstein said, look deep into nature and you will understand everything else. Absolutely. And it just there's so everything you can relate to it. And that's I think we should try to model our education, judicial, all these things off of that so we can live in harmony with each other and what's naturally embedded in our DNA. But um, oh God, I said a brain fart. Do you know what science was called at first? Natural philosophy. That's beautiful. That's what it should be. That's what it was at first. That's why it's a, a doc. Yeah, a doctorate is just a you know. What was the what, what? So you were saying that's a beautiful analogy. Before that, you what did you say that made me think though? That's what will make me remember. Oh man, I couldn't even tell you. 
<laughs> I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just basically, my biggest premise of Dean the fucking finger is that I think everybody is way too extreme and way too biased in both fields. Like I said with the left and the right wing and the body of the bird. Mm-hmm. Don't think so much left. Don't think so much right. Take what you believe in the left and take what you believe in the right and combine it into some ex... ex- I got a it? funny quote for that. I, I want to hear that because I can't think of this word. I know. Um, it'd be cool if uh, gay married couples could protect their pot farms... With AR-15s, legal, a unregistered AR-15s. I actually like that. That's beautiful to me. <laughs> I have a. That's I have like a, a quote from the Libertarian Party. I can't remember who. This guy named Austin Pete. Austin oh, Peterson coined it. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Yeah, I know this. But uh, he coined it, but he didn't make it up. But um, so you are a libertarian, right? Philosophically, I am a libertarian or a classical liberal. Like philosophically, that's that's what I am philosophically. So, what is the classical liberal? What's the difference between classical liberal and libertarian? <sighs> Nothing. If you're Nothing really. oh, so really it's just like be. words. It's just words. Yeah, Semantics. there really shouldn't be some libertarians because they get so they obsessed so with labels. Yeah, they get obsessed with labels because think they're very right brained and they're very intellectual. That, yeah. And so that we just have a habit to that. So why I think the right, right. the the Republican Party is so cannibalistic is because it's right brained. And the libertarian or the left is so like united because they're left brained. Like you right. know what I mean? United? Do what? The left is united. <laughs> Even though they're Antifa and all that stuff, they're still pretty more united than us. I think they mask it better. So I mean, there's no way that Bernie Sanders is a Democrat. He's not a Democrat. He's a socialist. Democrats and have, and are. They are eating each other right now, but they hide it so much better. They're like, no, no, it's okay. Yeah. Hi, hi, yeah. That's why they just, in, like, in New York, right, for the uh, Senate, I believe, they just, hired, they just elected, like, a 22 year old girl who is a socialist. So. Wow. To the state Senate. Yeah. Do you know that there's a libertarian running for but, the mayor of New York City? Or not New York City, but New York State? I, I got to touch on libertarians. I love libertarians, right? Philosophically, okay. but I hate the Libertarian Party. Me too. I fucking hate they, it. They, they Sorry, suck. drop an F bomb. That's bad. But I cannot they stand suck, it, dude. dude. They, uh, oh, man. If they would, if they're okay, if so. they would just turn to the right and unite with that, they could revive. So there's this guy named Barry Goldwater. Yes. He wrote this book called The Conscious of a Conservative, and basically went in everything we talked about philosophically. He got eaten alive for it, actually, and it's probably why he lost. And they created a thing called the Sir Galahad Theory of Politics, based off of him, which is, in my heart, I know I'm right, so I'll win. And then his opponent went out there, in your guts, you know he's nuts. And he lost. Oh, wow. And so, but he literally wrote this book called The Conscious of a Conservative. And like this was during the civil rights movement. And he wrote this stuff about how, you know, I agree, you know, the civil rights movement is a beautiful thing, but you you can't trounce states' rights because you're going to destroy everybody's liberty in the future, basically. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened. And he, he in this book, he talked about how conservatives were the libertarian party we were the party of freedom and values and all these wonderful things and that's we've gotten away from it and that's why i wish the libertarian party would actually go back to that and revitalize the party ron Good paul God. did that and he and he created this movement he was so close to grasp it well he had it you know they so you know when ron paul was in iowa the iowa caucus he came in first place and they didn't announce it on the news bro they used to think they used to uh you refer to him on fox news as this candidate, not Ron Paul. They'd be like, this is this person, they would say their name is first. This person, they'd say their name is the second. And then another candidate's third. And then this person is fourth. Yeah, it's crazy. 
God, dude. Oh, uh, John Stewart does a bit about it. You gotta look it up. I like John Stewart. John Stewart a bit. back when he was actually funny and actually had relative points, he was great. He, he was killed. not bad. He was not bad at all. That well, shit see, was hilarious. It's my favorite bit. <laughs> let me just break down something for. Um, I thought this was like common knowledge, but apparently it's not. Um, the two parties, they're not constitutional. And like, there's no thing in the Constitution that says we have to have uh, Democrats and Republicans. Like, they aren't part of our system. Mm. They are private entities. That's why Ron Paul can get first, and then they can just hide it. They're not part of the government. It, it doesn't matter at all. If those just went away, and we could bring back the Whigs, if you wanted to, or we have Libertarians, <laughs> or we could have like every other Democrat. Like, any, I like the Whigs. Any other like democratic system, they most of them have a multi-party system. The reason we don't is because they own it already, and they're not gonna give it up. So I don't know the right way to fix it besides slowly infiltrating in there and voting for independence. Because Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders were independents, but then they assimilated and tried to change those parties, mm-hmm. which has happened couple times in our uh, Ross Perot because Abraham Lincoln was a Republican but back then they thought like they were liberals and then the parties flipped so it's happened before uh, twice but you know it's possible that I I don't think we should have because honestly people think that the only way for our system to work is that we have these two because those are constitutional and the other ones they just come out of nowhere and they're trying to you know fuck up our constitution no it's not how it works now that might seem stupid to you and i i didn't realize this before but people think that democrats and republicans that's part of our constitution and like that's part of our government <laughs> it's not no i i blew my mind well our founding further fathers when they um established the system they encouraged a five-party system they wanted a plethora of different opinions so that the american people could really decipher what they really believed in instead Mm -hmm. of having two candidates which is an illusion of choice like we were talking about with hillary and trump that's an illusion of choice you think you have a choice you don't it's the same shit really the only reason trump was better is because he's quote-unquote anti-establishment how well do we know that Mm -hmm. quit acting like you know shit people chill out the shit's fucking crazy. But, but we had a hope that he might be. We had a hope. Because Which, honestly, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's getting weird. Like, he's doing yeah. some shit. I'm like, hell yeah. He's easily and he's doing other shit. I'm like, what? Yeah. I hate defending this guy, but I understand. Why I'd much rather him be there him. than Hillary, though. I understand why people voted for him. Absolutely. Same. Now, I mean, like. If I voted, I would have voted. voted him. I'd, I'd bet on vote. him to win. Yeah. Actually, and I did too. If I had to vote, and everyone thought I was fucking retarded for saying the same shit too, and I was like, I guarantee he wins. Really? All yeah. three of us knew. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And all three of us quit college. Hell wow. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Critical thinking. Confirm. But um, so it really ties I, into the. Series. I didn't quit college. I left college because it was a bad investment. No, Correction. I, I quit same. Going back. Forget wasting my money. No, Sorry I, to those that do. It works for some people. I just got to clarify this. Yes, it works for some people. Not for Morgan. I quit um, mid semester because I was like, I, I, I went to student teaching. I went, I hate this, and I never came back. Yeah, I can't blame you. So, yeah, I went I, back for a second year after I took a year break. Yeah, me. T- no, and then no. after that year, I was just like, what have I gained? I didn't learn anything. I got, I, you know, okay. So my first year, I was getting fucked up and smoking and drinking and shutting it and whatnot. And you know, a lot. Of that people. was my own endeavor. 
You know what I mean? That was me. That's what I wanted to do. I was free. I was 18. My mom was like, go to college. And then the government was like, oh, you're 18? Here's $30,000. Go brighten your future, dumbass. And then uh, I quit for a year, and I got a real job in the real world. And uh, I enjoyed that, too. But then I was like, man, my back hurts. My body hurts. I want to get a desk job. So let's go back to college and try to be a biologist. And then I got, like, straight A's that year. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't party. I hung out with respect respectful intellectual people and then I still came out of that bitch not knowing any more than I knew the year before except that I needed discipline and I needed inspiration alright guys we are at 2.13 so I have a new segment I'm going to pitch to you right now DJ okay this is called the wrap up with the Huey okay so I'm going to name I'm going to lay down a topic for you guys okay and I have to go against you no matter what I believe Okay, so I'm just gonna work on my debate skills. Okay, okay. so here's the unbiased part. Because my, I think my like one skill is that I can argue anything. So, Even I mean, if he believes in it, trust me. Uh, enough. No, I mean, it's really bad. And sometimes I start believing it in the moment. Do you want to talk about how the Jedi is better than the Sith? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I winked at DJ. To. I winked at DJ. I'm kidding. I would love to do that, but you're not listening to me about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> you won't hear my voice because you're indoctrinated. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. It's love okay. It. That now, is funny. I want you to name one propaganda that's for the Sith. Just kidding. Because there is none. You fucking indoctrinated <laughs> shit. Get your point. Anyway, 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 anyway so sorry. I'm sorry. Here's a segment. Okay, so I'm standing right here because I my knees hurt, and I've sitting for too long. Okay, so what do you think is the best form of government? Can only name one and give a minute argument for why. Morgan, you go first. Deep. I'll touch your head. Gotta go. Oh, I was, oh, yeah. I was just going to say deep down, uh, no government. But that sucks because you can't do that. And the people are not uh, virtuous enough for that. However, I would say uh, a government based on volunteerism, um, strictly volunteerism. People don't believe that human beings are capable of it. And I think that's a product of the school system, all kinds of stuff we've been fed. I fervently believe that we're a pro- that we could be a product of it, considering we once were. You know, for example, we didn't have an income tax um, until what was it, 1913? I think I could be wrong. I know that's when the Federal Reserve was established. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong, but um, you know, our government was much smaller. Thing was based in the community. Life was a lot easier, a lot more simple. I would love to go back to something like that. I think it would be very possible. Um, a government based on volunteerism would be my ideal government. Um, a government Explain that is. Explain what that means. Well. Um, so, like a literal democracy? No. Like, oh, oh, so oh, oh. I think. The, okay, so, like, the way our government was formed, in my opinion, was volunteerism. Volunteerism. So, um, basically, you can't force people to pay taxes, they will volunteer to pay their taxes. I'm sorry. They will volunteer to support that government. Yeah, they will volunteer, volunteer to support. And people are like, oh, that's not possible. That's not possible. As far as income but or every tax? No, there is no taxes. You volunteer to support so, like, your... So, no sales tax? I'm gonna no, start, none. I'm gonna get your get rid of taxes. Okay. No taxes tax. are crazy. Okay. I hate taxes. Okay. Now, that was what the Articles of Confederation were, and they pushed a narrative that that wasn't working because a lot of states were in debt. Well, um, I personally think that that narrative was falsely pushed down our throats and that I would have been an anti-federalist back in the day like Thomas Jefferson or, you know, some others. But um, 
Yeah, I just think that people would be very surprised at how how eager people would be to invest in their communities when they got to keep all of their own money, when they, when they were way more abundant in things. Humans are generally giving people. We say we're not, but look how scared and, and, and deprived we are of things. When we live in abundance, you're a giving person. And, and, and to create a giving society, you must first entrust that the society will be giving. Yeah, I'm probably running way out of time, am I? I was timing it. Oh, okay. And done. And your rebuttal? Okay. People are giving people. Explain Rockefeller. Explain anyone who's a billionaire. Explain anyone who's a millionaire. And you don't actually have Quick to rebuttal. do this. No. Oh, no, oh, I really? totally can't. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, if you think Rockefeller yeah. speaks for... Ready? If yeah, you think Rockefeller it. speaks for uh, the population, I mean, that's that's pretty absurd. Because if that was the case, then I Those could say, people. what about Jesus? Well, what about Jesus? He was the most giving person in the world. I think that's a total fallacy argument, to be honest. I don't think that one person speaks for the human race as a whole whatsoever. I would say if you want to look at it from that perspective, you should look at you know history and factual things. Now, which Rockefeller would be, but he's just one in a... In a Pause. Yeah. These are spit takes. Oh, okay. So you instantly rebuttal. Then I instantly Go, beautiful. So, sorry, this You're is probably tell me to stop segment. again. I'm, I'm, I'm workshopping this segment right now. Yeah. Okay. So, spit take to me. Go. What do you want me to do? I'm sorry. Spit take. Spit just take? Like, it's like instantly rebuttal me. I don't think Rockefeller speaks for the whole population. That'd be like but saying Jesus does. Them? Did he? Did, did he? Did he own like eighty percent of the like financials and the? He owned. So he owned the oil companies. So he ran. So he, so even though the electric cars were made at the same time yeah. as fuel running cars, which is true, and when he yeah. and then he bought the patents or killed them, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's cool, right? That's okay. For I me. never. That's no, fine. You dude. think, oh, dude? Still. He he got in bed with the government. The government is actually because he had to. If there's no government, he would still do that. Uh, the government helped facilitate his policies. One hundred and ten percent. He, the crony capitalism was created under Monsters Rockefeller. Exist, no well, if we're going to keep talking over each other, I don't think we can have I'm a sorry, debate. To ahead, be honest, I'm just being honest. Like, there's no debate at you're that right, point. You're right, you're right. Um, so, what, 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 what's your point then? Like, what's your point? Rockefeller speaks for I mean, everybody. Monsters or? exist, and I think that government is made to regulate monsters. You do. Okay, I have a quote for you by Frederick Bastiat, right? This is a beautiful quote. Um, Frederick Bastiat once said that, you know, if if you believe that the people in the free market are so nasty, and, and I'm butchering this quote, but if you believe that they're so bad, then what makes you believe the legislatures are, are going to be better? Are they made from a finer clay? Or are they from the same human race? But, okay, here, let me lay out. Actually, let me reform this. I like your point. What's your favorite? I'll name my favorite, and then I'll argue with them. My favorite what? <laughs> I'm just loving you guys' banter right now. Okay, well, here, my I'll favorite type of my favorite, my favorite form of government would be ideally in a perfect world, a monarchy with a benevolent ruler. Like Plato's philosophic, philosophic, philos, philosophical. Honestly, I think I agree with Eric. Honestly, I mean, a benevolent ruler for a monarchy, but that's only relevant to the ruler. So I mean, oh, you can't really, you totally. can't really accentuate. That. You guys want to hear totally, something funny about totally. that? I just have to say one thing on that. Um, a lot of the kings and queens, 
Like for example, when we were when all those revolutions were occurring after America mm-hmm. was created, we were overthrowing them, right? Well, a lot of those military uh, coups were funded by the Rothschilds and those banks because they knew that if those kings and queens were in power, they could have never controlled it through a currency. Mm. And th- no, this is yes. true. This is yeah. actually no, true. Yeah, yeah, yes. I get it. And so, like, I, I see where you're coming from with monarchies. I personally do. Like, there was a, a beauty to it back then. But I also, and, 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 and like with Russia, um, we, they, they, they facilitated that coup. And they were yeah. one of the hardest ones to overcome. You know, they actually tried to push a, uh, a new world order after World War II, but Russia was against it. Or World War One, But Russia, yeah, 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 Russia was against it. They were the biggest proponent of it. And then they died. Boom, and then they killed them. Um, so, and this, I, mean, I mean, like, it's on record that, like, multiple European companies gave money to Stalin to overthrow them. Yeah. Wait, Lenin. Lenin, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenin. Yeah. I mean, they're funded by us. Just like um, Al-Qaeda's funded by us. Just like ISIS was yeah. funded by us. But that... <laughs> back on the monarchy, though, I still don't think that that is the best system at all. Because it's a... I mean, if you think humans are like bees, then maybe. But I don't think humans are like bees, personally. I think, um, I think we're closer to bees than you know the system has us right now. Uh-huh. But I don't think you should automatically born into serfdom, and I don't think you should honestly automatically be born into becoming a landlord um, and you know overseeing all this stuff. I don't think you should automatically be born into um, n- n- some divine rule where you get to overrule all the people. Oh, now what I'm saying? Go ahead. Yeah, there is. So it's more of a dictatorship, except for there is a person who runs the government. This is totally not possible. But just think about it. If we lived in a better society where we could be like, this guy knows. Like, this is how we used to run in like villages and shit. Oh, yeah. We were way smaller groups. This guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. Listen to this guy. I mean, we had a chief. Ideally. Right, a But chief. the chief wasn't the end-all, be-all. They seek... Uh, from the el- they seek the they elders. Seek council. Mm. Yeah, of course, every king seeks council, but you know what they say goes because. I mean, once again, this is not real, and I'm trying <laughs> to debate with you because I think you have a great idea. But by instant, he so actually agrees. I know. I'm so, playing devil's advocate. Yeah. For this segment, I fucked up a little bit. I would like next time you give your argument, then I'm going to counter argue, and then you rebuttal me. But <laughs> did it kind of backwards. I'm workshopping this right now. We're, we're learning. We're getting yeah, yeah. We're getting good. We're getting yeah. good. Not really. Anyway, so I'm thinking the rebuttal to that is a absolute monarchy, not the way you think of it. Not with divine rule. With the best person ruling. With a like a Marcus Aurelius, monarchy. like a Stoic. Basically, mm, I like that. Basically, I like that. communism. If people could actually do Ooh, it right. No, no, no. I can never get behind that. And we're going to end the segment right <laughs> here, guys. <laughs> That's like let voting for Bernie Sanders. What a waste let of time. Re- <laughs> let, let me rephrase. So basically, um, kind of like communism, basically do you get a good person to run it at first. So communism at first, okay? Yes. No, I I don't agree. It's great system listen, on paper. Just listen to me. Just listen to me. Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> Not in yeah. practice. Just hear me out. You're gonna hear me out. You're sharing comments to me. You're going fuck you. So yes, I am. Yeah, you. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so uh, basically, the lower population overthrows this government, so we have a new government. So then they find one individual to run them at first. That's what communism is. That's what communism is. 
Okay, so they pick the best person, ideally, to run them at first. Okay. How do you but pick this person? I'm just saying. Maybe the best person. Ideally, that's how it would work. <laughs> so, once again, government's all ideology. I mean, you can't say, like, a certain kind of government will work. Government's a form of Because people aren't good. I mean, people, some people aren't good. I think people naturally are good. But I, th I agree with you at first, but I just some think people some people are, are too self I don't think they're bad. I think they're just way too selfish. Uh, well, good and bad is relative. Everything's relative. Right. I, so, I can see um, that. Some, and like some people will win no matter what. They will kill you. They don't care. Some people are sociopaths. That's a thing. They're just going to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, selfish. And they'll take over everything. So, I mean, greed is a thing. Yeah. So, government, like, ideologically, if you take out greed, will be the best thing. No, no. Government it's is... It's tough because I, people are people. I'm sorry, dude. I don't think... I think the best... And I agree with you. I think the biggest... Um, the biggest challenge we have as a human race or as a society is how do we overcome greed and that selfishness? Because I think greed I is a product of selfishness. I think selfishness is ultimately the root of all evil, personally. That's just what I think. Um, or what we would consider evil today, because like you said, everything's relative. But I definitely, personally, my role as an individual is to try to combat that selfishness. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that government's the solution. I think government's going to be only going to be a catalyst to it. And, and maybe not, sure, you might have an immediate solution, right? They're beautiful. But America, every empire falls after 200 years, and it's because of corruption. Not true. Uh, okay. If so you, then it needs reform. Both, what's that? So then it needs reform. So I think, That's not true, though. That's, a, that's, a, that's not I fast. mean, um, every empire, empire, I, I mean, it's roughly 200 years. Um, the Syrian empire lasted about 1,200 years. The, the Assyrian empire, were they an empire? Yeah, they conquered they ruled, other they countries? They most of the Middle East. They were the first empire, the first people to come with language, kind of form. You're talking about, like, the Sumerians? Is that what you said? No, it's the Assyrians were the first. Hmm. Well, I, Same similar people. Yeah, I don't know. From what I've read in the book, The Fate of Empires, every empire... The Fate of Empire ends the same. And it, it seems to escalate There's, like, eight faster. cycles, and the last one is the Age of Decadence, and that's what we're in, and that's what America's yeah. in, is the Age of Decadence. But anyways, uh, what, but the Romans less than around two hundred years. So. They were. It's like the, the, they said two hundred to like two fifty, roughly, and they oh, used the right. Ottoman Empire, the Romans, yeah. other ones. Um, and anyway. yeah. Semantics. Semantics. Any, I could be wrong. I, I mean, seriously, I could. I got it from a book, dude. I don't know how right this book was. Good point. I don't. I don't. I know what I read was right, but they could have left a lot of crap out just to push certain Fair narrative. <laughs> but. Um, but it seems like well, well, um, what I'm going to say is is yeah. the best way to combat that that selfishness to me mm -hmm. is to empower everyone, every single person, and like just like I, nature, bro. Yep. Like you want to have a good system, base it off nature, and let you know competition thrive. You're going to have some crappy scenarios, some things, but you know I'm going to take a quote from Fifty Cent: "Sunny days <laughs> wouldn't be so good if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain." Heard so, I mean, that. That's you know, a good quote. Yeah, 50 Cent, dude. He's, he's Wow. Nine shots. And we were talking <laughs> that low frequency 50 Cent. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, he's uh, way low frequency. <laughs> but um, no, man, I mean, that's just I – I don't see any other way to fix it other than to let, 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 by, let, let it be and let nature do its deal and let like, things try and be as natural as possible. Can I ask you one question and wrap it up? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. Oh, is, is that cool? Okay. One question and we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to put – 
two minutes on the clock, and that's fucking it, okay? Yes, sir. So why I get so passionate and so just infuriated about... You sick. And I, I don't get enraged like people do. I, I just, like, when I get mad, I go, come the fuck on. Yeah, that's it. But, like, do you understand what it's like, like... What is being ins? What it's, it's not insulted. Um, like everyone's like offended. What's what is that? What is being offended? I've never been offended before. You've never been offended? No. That's beautiful. Um, I don't get that. Uh, being offended. You're right. No, I mean that's that. To be honest with Help you. Help me with that, please. I think that being offended isn't a result of the ego. So I'm gonna get deep here, but. I think it's a result of somebody's ego. So when you get offended, I, it's it's tough, but I see it okay. as a result of the ego. It's a response. Uh, DJ, you'd probably be good for this too. Yeah, he'd be great at this. Yeah, definitely. Really Explain good. Explain being offended to me. I've never been offended. We need you to ever. break it down. Being offended is just the basis of the ego, obviously. That's because, like, well, if you get offended, then, like, that just means somebody's contradicting your ideals that you've already formatted in your own brain. So there if I go. offended you, that's because you believe what you think is right. And then what I said goes against those beliefs. Therefore, you're offended. It actually affects your heart more than your mind because your mind affects your heart. Like I said earlier with the left and right wing, everything is connected. Everything is relative. So if I come at you and I'm like, Star Wars is a piece of shit. I don't think so. And everything about that is terrible <laughs> and I just don't believe any of it. Maybe well, I, Huey, I, I, your I opinions on Star Wars our Star Wars are awful. I mean, if you don't like it, that's fine, but I love it, dude. And you're uh, you're a different kind of person on a different frequency. That's why I don't understand why anyone's offended. You know what offended is? <laughs> it's 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 a loss of emotional control. Okay, I know a way to offend you. I know a way that somebody okay. could offend you. Okay, please. If somebody came in and was like, "Dude, your sister's just a dumb piece of shit." It's not true. But that wouldn't offend you if it's a real person saying that to you with all intent behind it. I would tell them that they're wrong. I've seen you get angry before. Don't act so calm. <sighs> okay, let me think. <laughs> you said, so like, give me the context. Okay. You could be right. Your sister was like, you should totally take like, these vape pens because they're better than cigarettes. And somebody was like, I don't know, vapor in your fucking lungs are dumb. And they get into a big heated debate. And they're like, dude, fuck Becca. Dude, fuck her. She's stupid. And you're right there and they don't know you're her brother. Well, I agree with her opinion. Right, but would you be offended? I, for them like, eh, I, I would go, honestly, because I've had this before at work, literally the same situation. It's just kind of funny. Good for you. I would go, no, she's not stupid. That, that opinion may be wrong, but she's a very intelligent girl. Give her a chance. But you've humbled your ego. I have no ego. So I therefore, have, you don't get offended. I suck ego. So my point is solidified. Okay. So I, I, my question was, I don't understand. Because the, you don't have an ego to be offended. That's why you don't understand offensiveness. So being butthurt is offended? That's the same thing. Have is you ever rage quit no. a video game? No. Never. <laughs> Bullshit. Anyway, you never rage wait, quit wait, a video wait. game. Explain rage quit. Fuck yes. this. <laughs> no. Fuck this. Oh, wait, throw the wait. computer. Like, throw the controller or whatever. Wait, so like you're playing Dark Souls. It's I hard as fuck. Okay. I and know. You die over <laughs> over and over and over again. I'm like, oh my lord. This fucking sucks, dude. And then I quit playing it. That's rage quit. 
No, no. Ra- rage quit is like if somebody's beating you and you're like, oh, I quit, and you're mad at them. I've you're seen out. this man get mad at the way people Look, park. He's yeah. acting way too calm. Anyway, the point I is know. that no, people... Explain. Just being, let me just let Being me offended to me, like you said... Explain. Is, to me, I see offended as being... Your ideals are wrong. Mine are right. Fuck your ego. My ego's better. It's, it's, that is and offensive. It's stupid, though. But, but, but that's it is not, stupid, but that's why people are offended. Quit being such a devil's oh, advocate it. and understand. No, no. No, literally, <laughs> I thought this on the way here. I was listening to a podcast where someone was like, quote, okay, men are just getting so, like, whatever, me too. Yeah, let us have our victory. Whatever. Yeah, so you're not going to compliment us anymore? Who cares? Fuck you. I'm like, what does that mean? Dude, being offended could be everyone's a result. Everyone's the same. Be- it, everyone's cool. Just why? So you get the shine now because my great-great-grandfather did the show and then? I'm cool with you. The same should be cool with me. What's the deal? I'm confused. I, I, I'm not offended. I, What's happening? I, being offended is a result. <laughs> Sorry. Of... I would say... That could be crazy. No, know. honestly, I would say it's a result of an insecurity in your ego. Oh, that's a better point. I think that's what that's it is. That's a better is. point. It's a result of an insecurity in your ego. I should no have been relaying that the whole is. time. Honestly, do, do that's what? a great I should have been relaying that I point mean, the dude, whole time. I'm honestly not playing devil's advocate. I don't... I, I'm I was just to, fucking with I'm you. I'm trying to philosophize what being offended means. I understand someone says something and you get well, the definition. aggressive against it. So if you guys want to let me break it down, yes, please, going please. off your point, yeah. I can break it down now. Okay. Okay, okay let's say... I come at you with a political view that you don't agree with, right? Okay. You have a strong opinion on your political view because your ego promotes that. I have a strong opinion about my political view because my ego promotes that. We both have intellectual points. We both have good points. We both have very reasonable points that anybody can understand on an unbiased level. But because of our ego, we accentuate the radicalism of those points. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the insecurity of your ego shows offensiveness when I promote a point that actually challenges your ideas. Mm -hmm. When I challenge your ideas with something that really is logical, then you become offended because you're insecure in your own ego. Or at call- that point, but you're confident in your ego until that. And then when you feel the insecurity, that's not really being offended. You're not really like, oh, that hurts. You're really just like, oh, my God, you really just challenged my ego. Now I'm going to act like I'm offended because and, that's the best way to reflect that opinion. And not just that, but if you, like, insult somebody and say, like, oh, and I hate to say this because it's very derogatory, but if you're like, oh, you're fat or something like that. Right. That's where I was coming from. I mean, offended, not in a debate, but, like, offended. But that's insecurity. Like, well, don't. You shouldn't let it bug you. We get it. No. Stupid. Right. Hey, man, I've let things bug me plenty of times in my life. I'm sure I still will. Did what I said make sense? 110. percent You nailed it. Thank you. Yes. I was just. Thank you. I I thought that would. You're you're our new Marion Webster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing the new McGraw Hill books. (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then we get in a discussion that I'm like, bail me out, and then you bail us out, and then you guys talk and you're like, bail me out. I'm like, hmm. And that is the most, that is honestly, like, I've probably had more epiphanies on <clears throat> this podcast in the last four episodes than I've had in like my entire of- life, honestly, like, because <laughs> it's just really a learning experience. It's enlightening. But on that, I'm just going to reflect on everything we talked about. Okay, so yeah, education reform. Actually, no, I'm going to start with criminal justice reform. Instead of the quota, instead of the promotions, 
being a negative aspect. Let's promote that into a positive aspect, moralistically, ethically. Let's use the same system, but let's indoctrinate a different culture into that system. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, so gun control. One Fuck other. off, gun control stupid. We got guns. Bug out of here, dude. <laughs> okay, and then education reform. We need mentors slash teachers. We don't just need teachers telling you what to think. We need people mentoring you on how to think and then giving you basic knowledge and yep. basic facts on how to go on, how to go off of that basic knowledge and then critical think about it and change it and reform the future because that's all of what it is. It's expanding that knowledge, expanding the accumulative consciousness of the human race, right? Do you have anything else to add? I was just going to say with criminal justice reform, the money issue. The money issue, yes. We should take the money out of the criminal justice. Absolutely. And reflect on who we're paying. And inv instead of investing money into like policing and all that crap, invest more money into, you know, investigating and helping the citizens solve their problems and like actual tough crimes instead of little petty crimes. Absolutely, man. And you then, know what? I just love you to death, brother. I love you too. Man. And I'm just, I, this has been an ecstatic conversation, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. We've got on our rambles, we got on our tension levels, we got on the debates, but it's all fun. It's all good. It it's all fun. informative. It's all educational. And I've had a miraculous time today. And I just want to thank you, my boy, Morgan Schulte. And this is Dean the Finger and my boy, Baby Huey. Please promote your stuff, like your Instagram. If you want to like promote your. Instagram. Oh yeah, plug whatever you need to plug, bro. What do you do? You need to promote anything on this? I uh oh oh like promote promote yeah, promote yourself. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, we want a platform for our friends as well. I mean, I don't know what I would be promoting. You know, Morgan Schulte. Look out. He's a force to be reckoned with, my <laughs> friends. He is going to be out there. You better vote for him because he will run. And he is going to be a powerful entity to deal with. And I am so excited to see his policies and to see his movement because I will be right behind him. That is a very, very flattering compliment. Thank you, DJ. You're welcome, man. I love you. <laughs> and this you has been much. the Hugh Finger Podcast. We'll see you next week. And we're out.